Recorded live. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, this is the Sunday Night Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. For anybody who's new here, I'm Neil Chevrier, your moderator. Um, there's many people targeted in the U.S. and all other countries with electronic weapons and organized stalking. It is COT's mission to expose this technology to people using it and claim our right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness for all people. It is also our mission to give empowering knowledge and support to the many under duress from this illegal, inhumane program. Uh, please use star 8 on your phone to request to be unmuted if you have questions or comments, and then you can use star six to mute yourself when you're making background noise or if you're using a speakerphone the speakerphone will cause a delay that makes an echo that goes out over the call so uh, if you're using a cell phone I do encourage you to use the speaker feature and keep that nasty thing away from your brain because it does hurt you and can also be used against you but when you unmute yourself, you have to go off speakerphone or, or end up having to mute you, uh, which then you'd have to hit star 8 to request being unmuted. So I can keep the background noise and the echo problem down. So we do this podcast every Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. The call ends about 1.30 in the morning after five hours automatically. And then a few minutes after that, I open up a new call for all the late-night people that, that get together, and we end up with about 20, 25 people on the late-night call. Uh, so if you like a little bit more personal touch with you know less than 100 or so people, like the main call, uh, the, the late-night is worth getting on to. For anybody who's new, you can log on to w.talkshoe.com, put in this call ID, 134999. If you want to join the chat room, make yourself a username and a password uh, to use the chat room feature. And you can sit there and listen from your computer speakers. Uh, or if you call in, your computer speakers will uh, not you know, come out through the speaker. It will come out through your phone. Um, and then you can be in the chat room and on the call at the same time. The views of the callers are not necessarily the views of COT, but you will find many kind, supportive people on our calls and a variety of people that need to express their frustrations and perspectives. So please be kind to each other and have tolerance and patience with each other to help facilitate our progress and fulfill our mission. And remember, it is the diversity and the unity of our group that bring empowerment for everyone in the world. We really are pioneers, you guys, and, and it's time for us to stand up and claim our position in, in the whole human experience and do our part to ensure a peaceful, healthy future for the human race. Keep in mind the motives of those perpetuating these crimes and the technology that they use to divide, conquer, and control. Their typical strategies are diversion, disinformation, and negativity. Uh, watch for those things. Recognize it. Take a deep breath. Walk away. Go do something else. Even get angry and have an organized temper tantrum. Put on some safety glasses. Go out in the backyard with some five-cent ugly Goodwill coffee cups. 
and throw them at something so that they break and get that anger out of you. Don't hold it in because anger held in is depression. You're better off to get angry and express it in some way or, you know, have loud uh, guitar temper tantrums, whatever gets it out. Turn on your stereo and turn up songs that you love uh, and you will actually give your, your body cellular memory that's very healing that helps you to remember times before you were attacked. Because every cell in our body and, and in our mind and what makes our mind work and our spirit and our soul is, is all very highly affected by it. And we are growing faster than average people because we've had to, to survive and we have to live in our own head and walk around in a dysfunctional world that's mostly afraid of what we're going through and ignoring it. So keep in mind the motives of those perpetuating these crimes and the technology that they're using because we understand what their motives are. Much of these effects are from frequency warfare and thought control being implemented to cause these undesired effects. It is through compassion and mutual effort that we will accomplish our goals. Be part of the team. Become a targeted individual warrior and spread the truth far and wide so positive change can be implemented. I always do my best as the moderator of this call to make sure that everybody gets a turn to share as long as it's in the best interest of our progress and fulfillment of our mission statement. Talking endlessly, changing the subject, and interrupting break the flow of healthy interaction. Uh, get in the flow, be polite, and considerate so we can have a productive call. Uh, as you know, a couple thousand hours as a moderator, I'm pretty sensitive when somebody's being unproductive or, or out to disrupt the call and cause problems in a variety of strategies that they use. So... Uh, I, you know, I understand people can be in a bad mood and people can make each other angry sometime, but if I keep seeing the repeated interrupting, changing the subject when good information is being shared for everybody to benefit from, I will mute somebody. And if they keep on repeatedly doing those things and taking over the call uh, and talking about things that aren't a benefit to everybody or at least most people on the call, uh, then I do mute those people. So uh, don't piss me off, okay? I don't know any other way to say it. There's no time to play games here. So if you're in an emergency situation and you need some help and you can't be on the call long, that's the one time that I don't mind if somebody interrupts and says, you know, I'm really having a hard time here and if there's anything you guys can share that will help me, uh, that's that's fine to do because that is part of the reason that we're here. Um, also remember that others are waiting to share too. So get to the point and allow any topics being discussed to finish before starting a new one. So welcome to the call. Let's really get our focus about why, we, why we're here and, and let's also acknowledge the blessing that we have to get to have each other and realize what it must have been like in Hitler's war when Hitler was putting all the, the paranoia out there to turn people against each other so that you didn't know who you could trust. 
and how psychological manipulation and dark magic influenced things, and, of course, technology. He did use chemical and biological warfare agents, and he did use radio frequency technologies in that war, too. So, uh, you know, apparently the neo-Nazis went on to perfect some of these systems and and try to do the same thing, take over our world and steal everything and degrade the human experience. And we're not going to allow that. So get up and do your part. Skizit has uh, put a ton of hours into really, really good newsletters that are informative and a ton of hours into the website uh, and provided 44-page what is a targeted individual booklets. We've, we've probably sent out 500 of them at this point. Uh, we sent somebody off to the Washington protest thing that they did a month or two ago with 100 of the, the trifold brochures to pass out to people. Um, and we send those out too, and you can download those and, and print them. Also, I have... Uh, a document that's called the detection equipment list with just a compilation of all the detection equipment that we found to be reasonably priced and beneficial. You can email me for that and a frequency list that if you have a spectrum analyzer and there's a few of them in there for under $500 in the detection equipment list, you'll be able to see some of the frequencies that are around. Uh, it gets up into $30,000 spectrum analyzers and $250,000 network analyzers to find the higher-tech, high-high frequency stuff that the military-industrial complexes is using. So again, most of us don't have that at our disposal uh, or the training to run a, a network analyzer and and be able to analyze the signals that are around and understand where the sources are. So uh, you can email me for the detection equipment list, the frequency list, uh, any particular topics of all these kinds of delivery systems. Uh, what I have completed of the info pack is a summary of many hours of research that I've covered so far on these topics. Uh, you're certainly welcome to email me and get a copy of that, too. We provide a, a shielding material that's a carbon-impregnated polyethylene plastic called Linkstat that comes out of a company from Canada called CapLink. Um, we buy it in enough quantity to get a little bit of a price break, uh, and you'll find the information for being able to buy one of three different packages. It comes off a three-foot roll, uh, and you can make enclosures. You can go to stopabductions.com, and uh, it shows you instructions on how to make a Linkstat hat. Uh, the guy there uses uh, 12 layers of Velostat to help people that are abducted not be connected up to this awful network, uh, and the Linkstat only requires eight layers because it's thicker. Uh, I buy the most expensive link stat you can get, which is actually mil-spec. It blocks microwaves. If you're in an airtight enclosure, uh, you can block microwaves 
with layers of this. Uh, as somebody pointed out on the call earlier, there is a lot coming from below us. So if you're making an enclosure, you have to cover all six sides to get any relief. Uh, for anybody who does want to make an airtight enclosure, I have a document on building a Faraday cage uh, that's military grade. It's a double steel wall uh, Faraday cage. Obviously, it's only going to block some things, uh, and obviously most of us don't have the money to to put out to build something airtight that's a double steel wall. Uh, but in that manual, it's also instructions for making ventilation systems so that you can breathe when you get in there, uh, and also some, some methodologies of grounding, which is not as simple as just pounding a ground in the rod and hooking it up to, your, to one of the two walls of your cage to bleed off excess. Um, if you're not getting the newsletter, do go to citizensaht.org and request. Uh, just hit the subscribe button. And if you're not getting the newsletter after that, send an email to skizit, S-K-I-Z-I-T, at protonmail.com. And she'll make sure that you're, you're getting the, the newsletter every week or so. Well, hello, Neil. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Hello? Yes, hello. Okay, hi. This is Shirley. Um, I have a question. My question is, uh, I know why we have to have these protective measures, but it just seems so unfair to me and probably a lot of the other PIs that we would have to go through this instead of steps being taken to... Uh, avoid and be able to report people that we know, like David Paul Thomas of New Orleans, who is doing this and who has purchased these weapons to do this type of stuff because they're angry for one reason or another, or they are incapable, or they wasn't focused enough when they were younger to get the things that they want and desire something that someone else has, like his aunt. The the protective measures, uh, if you would, later on, give this information uh, with the protective equipment um, to Skidded. I know I sent Skidded a lot of stuff. So if you would be kind enough to have Skidded to email Shirley, uh, she knows who I am, um, with the, a lot of the new protective measures, it would help so much. And like you said, not only would it help me, because a lot of other, a lot of people probably didn't hear you, uh, and to have it repeated would be great. And um, like I said, this is a miserable feeling. I'm old. I know a lot of us are old, so we don't want to have to live behind people like this black six feet four male in the city of New Orleans who is definitely doing this to damage, hurt, and harm, and inflict pain and try to control people electronically, and that's what it is, David Paul Thomas. Thank you, and please get that list out to a lot of people because it does happen, and it is very real, and it is hard to talk to the authorities. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Shirley. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're working on this stuff, and we're torn in a lot of directions. We have car problems and health problems, and 
and they're all serious, and we don't have a ton of money. Uh, you know, we don't have grants at this point to to finance some of these projects for educational materials and and a little bit of staff to be able to help with some of it. So it's at this point, it's really up to people that volunteer, which a couple of people do, um, and it's up to you if you choose to do so. But if you're good at something, uh, do it. Help. We can use the help because we're being spread thin and put under major duress for being on the front line, um, and we can only do so much so fast. <clears throat> so as Derek did before, he had committees. It was a legal committee and a medical committee and a technical committee. And, you know, there was some good things that came out of that. Uh, because of me being spread so thin, uh, I really don't have time to be on calls all week long, <clears throat> which Derek really did a lot of calls through the 10 years that, that he ran FFCHS. But, you know, maybe we need to get our mindset at this point. Those who are, are um, you know, have enough stamina to be able to help organize something and do a call with a particular theme to make some ground and help to put some of these documents together uh, with a, you know, summarized body of information that's informative but not overwhelming and also to put together a few speakers that can go on radio talk shows uh, and let the world out there know enough of the details of what's happening why it's happening and how it's being done what the motives are behind it <clears throat> um, Neil are you associated with PAX well yeah I mean Derek and I are friends well, okay, yeah, that's good. Um, I, I wanted to ask, or I, actually I just want to say that I like FFCHS more than PAX. Well, I agree. I mean, what was happening there was a good thing, and at one point I was going to start another group because there was about 28 people that wanted to try and get more done than Freedom was, and... Derek asked me not to do that because it would scatter people more and spread us out. And so uh, I said, I don't like some of the things that are happening. And he said, well, get on the, the board of directors. And so I did. And we started removing people. Uh, I'm a little bit more aggressive of a character when it's needed. And so was one other person that I brought onto the board. Mm -hmm. We were removing people that were stopping the progress of FFCHS, and then all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. The meetings turned into a nightmare. We were infiltrated. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that somebody was probably paid off to cause some of the things that happened that broke up FFCHS, and it really broke my heart because. Well, there was there was there was poison, you know, like they say, you know, try to avoid poison so it doesn't break up your marriage or break up your life apart. And someone injected poison into FFCHS and I think it was definitely more than one perp. Oh yeah, no question about it. And this is the the effects of mind control. I witnessed it myself. Uh I, I have a four thousand dollar rife machine and 
you know, if I'm in an angry mood, I can play frequencies that are therapeutic. And I'll just tell you, even using a plasma tube to project frequencies that go inside of every cell of your body, I wasn't able to override their signal processors that were making me... No, no, the the, the technology, uh, like, they, like other TIs have said that our brains think it like so many kilobytes per second, but a supercomputer can transmit uh, megabytes or gigabytes into our head. Yeah, yeah terabytes. You know, but, but we still have billions of brain cells, so we can still always still find ways around that. Well, it, it's true. I mean, I talked with Robert Duncan, who wrote Project Soul Catcher and uh, the Matrix Deciphered books. And he came on our R&D call, and I said, well, there's a $1,200 signal processor that would actually sense frequencies coming in uh, up into megahertz range anyway. It wouldn't go up into terahertz, but covered quite a wide range. And then we could program the software to play a frequency using the formula to phase cancel the frequencies. And he said, theoretically, what you're saying would work, but the problem mm -hmm. is their supercomputers, are their signal processors are so much faster that they would do frequency hopping, which I see on a spectrum analyzer, uh, and mm -hmm. they would get around what you were doing to try and cancel their frequencies. So it, it is. It's an unfair fight. We have pea shooters and they have lasers. But it doesn't well, we have our voice, though, you know, like like Martin Luther King or, or uh, you know, all these great American heroes that made their voice clear. So, you know, and it was documented. Um, I think those are the main two points, is that it was made clear and it was documented for future generations. Well, you know, I mean, uh, people are concerned about revealing their identity on calls or their location and stuff. And, you know, it's your choice to do so. But I'll just say that the technology around has uh, GPSed everybody, identified them, uh, and also monitored everything, obviously, including our thoughts. And so many of mm -hmm. us fully realize that we have no privacy uh, we have nothing to lose. and Well, I found out that the NSA are the main culprits behind targeting me. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, because, I, I mean, they. after a few years of being tortured, I, I finally, this neighbor, this part of the block where I was suspicious, I, I finally, they, they parked the, it, the, the SUV said NSA on it. It was like a trailblazer. Uh, you know, Chevy Trailblazer, and I was like, gosh, that's the guy, that's, all right, and then uh, years later, I'm still feeling like he's remotely manipulating nerves in my body and, my, and thoughts in my mind, and he was rude to me the one time I talked to him, you know, you're supposed to be neighborly and, like, you able to talk to your neighbor, like, hi, you know, have a little conversation, but no, he was rude, the both times that I talked to him. So, um, and then just the feeling from, you know, what I could grasp from what I could obtain of what he's like, 
and the feelings I'm experiencing from remote electronic harassment, I thought definitely this is one of the perpetrators. So, and he works for the NSA and I keep reading more stuff about NSA. You know, it, it disappears for a while. We don't hear anything about the NSA, but they've been around since like, I don't know. Does anyone know? I mean, it was before the sixties when they, when the NSA yeah. was formed. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I thought they were formed when, uh, after nine eleven. So I was mis or disinformed about the NSA to begin with. And then, you know, like someone said, well, the NSA exists when I was real little and I kind of forgot, you know, we all kind of forget, uh, what, we hear and, and things that we go through in our life, we go through other parts of our life that uh, are more fruitful and productive. And then it comes back to haunt us sometimes. And I just, I keep feeling like that was one of the main perpetrators. I think actually that there was five perpetrators that targeted me. It wasn't, I think they made like a vote. They said, we're going to target him because he's in our territory for one. He's, he might be a risk for calling out our crimes for remotely molesting grade school children at two grade schools next door to my house. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's, those are my two big things with the NSA. And then, but, you know, you hear worse things about the CIA. So, you know, what are we going to do? You know, like, like, and who rules the government? Is it the NSA and the CIA or is it the Senate? And the president, you know, who has bigger pull and power, the NSA and the CIA or the Senate and the president? I wonder. I would like to, I would like to know. And no one really knows. Even people in the government doesn't even know. Well, I mean, all alphabet agencies have been infiltrated by organized crime syndicates. And so over a period of time, they've implemented this. But when you, you know, get information showing you that there was implant technology around in the 30s, all the MK Ultra, MK Search, Project Paperclip, Bluebird, uh, so many of these programs. And then, uh, you know, some people like Sylvia Brown, who is a world-renowned psychic, uh, came out and wrote a book about secret societies. Uh, how they've started religions to control and manipulate people. And even at one point a few years ago, uh, the state of Maryland threatened to turn off NSA's power and water to shut them down. So it's it's pretty well known. Uh, it's all these alphabet agencies and and that it is organized crime behind it that's infiltrated our systems. And this is why our systems are dysfunctional. And if if you're using strong-arm methods, uh, I know a few people that have been told things that would be very private to them uh, as when they were children, that through V2K, uh, they were told, you know, we remember when blah, blah, blah happened. And so one of the known strategies of slandering people so they can't get good services typical organized crime, it's in the, the document I have from a whistleblower from one of the syndicates, uh, giving people misdiagnosis for things that they don't have uh, through the medical and uh, 
and lab industries and, uh, you know, getting people that they need in companies mm-hmm. to do some particular job for them. They would go to them and say, well, we remember when you tried cocaine at a party or, you know, had sex with two other people or cheated on your spouse or whatever. And if you don't cooperate with us, we're going to tell your boss and you'll lose your job or we're going to ruin your marriage or whatever. This kind of strong-arm mafia-style tactics is, uh, you know, very much organized crime-type strategies. Yeah, there's multiple polls, though. I mean, like a poll, you know, you have like northeast, southwest, and you have like a poll you can hold in your hand, and you could push people away with your poll. And what I was thinking today was that they have these polls of all sorts, and they push people away and just get what they want, even though it's the wrong thing. Yeah, there, there's a variety of strategies. It's just it's understanding that and realizing that the most that we have here is educating people. And, you know, as Jewel wrote in one of her songs, I wish I could remember the words because it was just so well put. Uh, it, it's not about fighting against something. It's about not supporting it. And so the whole idea behind the birth of Citizens Against Harmful Technology was to create a presentation that would first really focus on the systems that are hurting everybody to provide information to the general public that would show them some of these systems that are affecting everybody. The the Wi-Fi, whether you want it or not, is going into your house the smart meters are relaying the signal data right through your house into the next smart meter, and every 22nd well, meter it's a is step, a master. It's a, step, it's a step-up process for, you know, uh, infiltrating people's lives more and taking more control of other people's lives. And I don't know why, like, why they like to do that, because I don't like to, I like to live my own life, I live a happy life, um, you know, you could call it a job where you go to work every day, but then you still have your own mind and your own integrity and things that you prefer to do after you get off work or while you're at work. And these people don't like, like most of that, you know, they're, they're kind of real, real constricted, you know, and they're like a giant snake uh, over everyone's roofs and every American's homes. Well, it's true. I mean, we're at a crossroads here, and at some point, we have to really take note. I mean, and I, and I had somebody, you know, call me on the side and say, sometimes I can feel something coming from you, like you're you're kind of mesmerized, like you're on some kind of an autopilot program. Well, you know, with the mind control and how subtle but effective it is, uh, to see that we could become like a dog chasing its tail. So sitting around talking about something and not organizing anything to accomplish things is something that is an inefficiency of a theme that I've seen uh, since I first you know, found Derek and FSCHS about five years ago. Um, and then, you know, there's some people that are still mentally clear enough to Mm-hmm. work on something that they're good at and make some ground and 
A lot of people, a lot of us have been really put in harm's way. I mean, in all honesty, I'm I'm fighting for my life and, and studying parasitology as fast as I can and running a rife machine and doing everything What's a I rife? can do. I know it's, it's initialed, right? R-I-F-E? No, it's not initials. It's the name of a, the inventor of a frequency generator, Royal Raymond Rife. Oh. It's called the Rife Machine. Okay, yeah, I there, that one. There's a book uh, that Barry Limes wrote called The Cancer Cure That Worked. And the purpose of that book was to let people know that this technology was around. So in the late 30s, early 40s, it was in the newspapers that Royal Raymond Rife had accidentally discovered uh, in the, the 5282-part microscope that he built was the first microscope mm-hmm. in the world to see viruses, and he discovered the BCX virus causing cancers, uh, and then accidentally had set a couple electrodes down on a Petri dish and went off to lunch. And when he came back, he took some samples out of the Petri dish and noticed that something had happened and that those viruses were blown up. So he developed that technology, came up with an answer to get rid of uh, any parasite-based disease, including viruses. And then the head of the American Medical Association Mm -hmm. Uh, didn't like that because they were making so much money off the the cancer industry. And so as Rife was building and sending machines off to doctors all over the world, the AMA infiltrated them, uh, sabotaged their machines, and then put infiltrators in Royal Raymond Rife's company and and squished the company two times. And he was financed by the owner of Timken Bearings, who was very rich uh, for his work and also for saving Mr. Timken's wife's life. Uh, So he had some financing. And, you know, it's the same thing if you go back and read the history on Scalar, why electrical engineers aren't being taught about the third component of electricity. That's miraculous is because Mm -hmm. when Tesla discovered these things, Uh, he realized that we could pull over unity electricity right out of the air and run cars and run our homes and and not, you know, have EMF pollution as a side effect either and do it wirelessly. And so J.P. Morgan, who was financing Tesla quite a bit, said, is there any way we can put a meter on that so we can profit from it? And he said, no, at this point I don't know any way to do that. So they stopped funding him, and uh, Mr. Hertz, who was very involved in uh, what was being taught in the universities to electrical engineers, uh, blackballed Tesla out of the scientific community. And oh, Hertz, Hertz, don't it? Hertz, uh, I can't remember his first name, but it, it's like Hertz, how we measure electricity. So so people were not being taught in universities that there was any validity to what Tesla discovered using scalar technology. You'll find the politics of money and 
and the ruthless monopoly players all through history that have suppressed information Watched. for us to have Watched. free energy. The watchers, you know, that's that the Archerons, that's the name for the game. They watch other people and predict their pattern and try to predict their pattern. And then eventually uh, they try to dictate their pattern. Well, at this point, you know, anybody who uh, feels a calling to work on any particular topics or, you know, even provide an outlet for educational materials and do a little bit of fundraising to to pay for printing costs and uh, get some some flyers, brochures, booklets, anything that we can get out there that uh, on a grassroots level, just like you'll find uh, any other movement, there's always been people behind it uh, that started getting the word out so that others would find out and either stand up against what was happening that was wrong or at least not support it. But but here's the problem. All, all the people running around with smartphones, they're really convenient. You get to have the Internet right at your fingertips, and they don't realize they're, they're carrying a murder weapon in their pocket that's harming every cell in their body and affecting their brain. Uh, there, there's people that are 21 years old that have grown up in that generation with smartphones that are now showing Alzheimer's symptoms at 21 years old. So, uh, like I said earlier, this is a matter hey, of hey, Neil? educating people. Yeah. Hey, Neil, this is Barco. Can you hear me? Yes. And then also, uh, to piggyback on what you're saying about the technology, this is the reason why we currently have such a high level of impotence in men, and there are even men in their early 20s that are currently experiencing impotence. And they actually have related research studies that are actually proving that it's the electromagnetic technology from the cell phones and uh, other areas that's actually causing men to have the, the impotence and then also having uh, an impact uh, with sterility as well. Um, I'm a victim of remote neural monitoring, um, organized stalking, synthetic telepathy. And I wanted to ask you a question because I, I know you have expertise and you're a researcher. Um, whenever it feels like the floor is vibrating or like I'm falling into the floor, I was told that that was an acoustic weapon. Is that correct? The vibrating, yes, it is. It's, it's yeah, that's, that's an acoustic weapon. So I, I know that in the past I've had to put on rubber boots. And that's actually helped some, but I'm, I'm still not sure, like, cost-effective-wise in terms of shielding. Well, if you go down to the, 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 the earth level, um, if you wear leather shoes that have leather soles, uh, those will shield you better, and you'll be able to ground to the earth better if, if you can touch the earth as you're walking across it instead of wearing rubber, which shields against your grounding with the Earth's energy field. Just like day-to-day -day applications, like say if I'm at work and, you know, like if I'm in, in a situation where it's not convenient for me to, to literally um, be able to touch the ground and, 
and be able to diffuse some of that energy back into the earth to be grounded, I'm wondering what should I do? Like, should I put rubber pieces inside of my shoes or, you know, well, yeah, rubber is protective. I think, I don't know if, if uh, leather or rubber is more protective, but uh, either one will help shield against direct energy weapons. But, you know, you got to think about implants because that's what's corrupting people the most. Well, I know in 2012, I know um, when I was in Oklahoma, I know that I had been uh, raped in my own apartment and injected because when I woke up, uh, my clothing was, uh, my undergarments were removed. Uh, they just left me there with my face down in the bed on the floor, like my head was buried into my bed and my knees on the floor under garments removed, and on my left arm, there was a huge lump, you know, and I looked in the mirror. I mean, it looked like I had a booster shot. I'm not sure exactly what they um, injected me with, you know, because I'm a whistleblower. That that was what caused, you know, my targeting and, and um, you know, organized stalking, and then, of course, you know, then the uh, directed energy and the electronic stuff happened, and so they basically made me a non-consensual human test subject. So I'm, I'm really struggling right now with shielding. That's that's my biggest, you know, the gang stalking, the organized stalking. I mean, they're losers. They're just trying to get paid. You know, I've dealt with that the last five years, but I really need some serious shielding because, like, I'm fighting for my life, like, every single day. Yeah, well, you're, you're more of a champion or a winner or a fighter than gang stalkers that cowardly push a button to torture TIs and so, you know, you got to keep that in your heart. And God stores yeah. his memory in your heart. Um, yeah. They, 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 they're scanning all of our brains, but mm -hmm. there's memories in our heart and communication through our heart from God that, that gang stalkers don't, the remote neuronal monitoring gang stalkers don't have access to. Well, I, I personally, because I am psychic, and I've talked to Neil before, like about a year or so ago, I am psychic, and I know that uh, us as human beings and as well as Mother Earth, she wants to continually survive and evolve, and I know that at some point, all of our bodies simultaneously will somehow mutate and yeah. adapt to overcome the shit that they're doing to us and all this data that they're collecting, yeah. all this research on how to destroy life as we know it. That research, all that yeah. is going to eventually become garbage because Mother Earth will protect ourselves. And us yeah. as human beings, I'm willing to put my life on this. This is how I stand on this conviction. We will all mutate and we will survive this electromagnetic shit that they're doing to us. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I, I know that it's going to be happening soon. Yeah, I believe And it's going to be too. not just TI. Well, you're talking, you're the, talking the planet to Neil as a whole. You're talking to Neil Schreier, who knows best about um, technologies uh, advancing, uh, making cyborgs into people. So I'll I don't even know what that. Aside. I don't even know what that is. See, with me, I'm I'm just psychic. I'm I'm clairaudient, claircognizant. I'm also clairvoyant, and so like um, it's just certain things. Like I know things. Like before, I just I, I'm I'm psychic, you know, and and I know that eventually the human body will adapt to overcome the technology, but see, the technology is actually causing all the impotence. And so then, you know, big, you know, pharmaceutical companies, you know, they get to make billions of dollars, you know, from pushing, you know, this poison for the erectile dysfunction that men are afraid to discuss and talk about. I know. It is, and, and, it's, oh, and then the, the perps, really too, another point I wanted to make, that the perps are very vulnerable as well. Uh, two of my perps in Oklahoma, 
that were trying to set me up to get arrested. Do you know that they both got cancer? They gave them, they gave them both cancer. You know, they knew my mind was being read. They were participating in the synthetic telepathy. They were offered money to get paid, and they gave both of them terminal cancer. So no one is exempt when this technology is in use. The perks, they're actually even more vulnerable than we are as targeted individuals because the goal is not just about the targets. It's about massive mind control. It's about controlling groups of people entire regions of people. So if they can get everybody distracted and focused on the fish bait, which is who? The targeted individual. If they can get everybody distracted and focused on us, then guess what? They can control all of them. Does that make sense to you guys? Of course. Okay, so we're, on the, we're definitely on the same page as well. And yeah, that's, that's good. Because I'm, I'm psychic and so my mind kind of, you know, goes to different levels and so sometimes I have to kind of drop back down to this realm, so to, so to speak. Well, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. You know what? The perps are uh, barbarians that are intelligent from their sorcerers. Sorcerer. S-O-R-T-E-R-E-R-S. Oh. That's, you know, their, their new magic wand is not the Hollywood tree would, uh, wand, wand made of Hollywood tree would, but of, um, uh, computer chips and transmitters and implants in our bodies. And they're violating us even more with those things. Um, it goes really deep. So, you know, how do we uh, scan for and, and detect and remove their devices so we can find freedom again? I, I That's think there's got to be a natural way. I just, I have this, this feeling, I don't know why, I just have this psychic hunch that, in terms of shielding, that there's something natural, natural, very affordable that we'll be able to protect ourselves with. And, of course, you know, eventually we're, we're going to evolve, you know, to overcome this. But um, I just I'm, – I'm just not sure. Like, I just – I have not figured it out yet, just, you know, what it is. I'm sure that somehow I, – I just – I have a feeling that I'm going to figure this thing out, you know, because I literally have to fight day to day because it, it gets worse every day. For me, what's, every day. What's, okay, what's your name? Barcode. Barcode? Barcode. B-A-R-C-O-D-E. Barcode. And you can reach me at targeted since 2012 at gmail.com. Targeted Psychic. since 2012 at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I might, Psychic, I, might send, um, I, might, I might send you an email. Researcher. Psychic researcher, investigator. I used to, years and years ago, I used to work like criminal cases and things like that. And I used to work helping law enforcement to close their cases and stuff like that. You know, I'm psychic, of course. So what takes them years to get, you know, it just takes me, you know, a split of a second to get you the answer. And so that's, yeah. So I, I usually use my gift in the law enforcement realm, you know, to help well, them out. That, okay, the, the main gist of it, though, is that the perps can get to whatever they want information within, a, you know, a minute. And then the target individuals being uh, tortured, oppressed, um, hurt, so that um, they're hindered, so that it's harder to access the resources that, they had previously, and but then it's once a machine, that, though. It's a machine. It's a machine that's highly flawed. 
And it's highly deceptive, though. Think about it. They induce dreams using this technology. They could literally induce a dream, and all the observers of the target, they could all be thinking, oh, my God, what is he dreaming about? Oh, that sick bastard, when, in fact, it's been artificially induced. Their system is highly, highly deceptive and highly flawed. And there, have you ever heard of what's called, a, have you ever heard of a, a super, like a, a super children, super babies? Have you ever heard of those? The, uh, the super psychics? They're, they're supers. They have supernatural powers. They can actually make objects move and do all sorts of stuff with their minds. Um, humans are going to continually evolve to the point to where all the machines and the technology and the equipment here in a little bit, it's not going to even fucking matter anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, and I'm, I'm uh, serious. What kind, of, what kind of shielding are you using right now? The only thing and that I've done... The, are you talking? In, are you talking barcode? Or are you talking to Neil? Or? To you. For me, um, what I've had to do, I've had to put on rubber boots. When the frequency that's increases, that's all I know. Every time somebody's about to try to set me up, whether they're trying to set me up to get arrested, or whether they're trying to observe my thought or test my reaction to the external physiological stimuli. I always know because there's literally on that machine, they increase the frequency, they increase my torture, they increase my pain. So I literally know within a split of a fraction of a second, well, I know that they're going to either start making a bunch of noise, they're going to uh, try to say something controversial, or they want to get a reaction out of me, or they're trying to set me up to get arrested. I always know. And so rubber, boots, um have but there's it's a catch twenty two because when you're wearing rubber you can't ground yourself to the earth like wearing leather. And then there can't be any holes or openings in the rubber because what I've observed with the rubber is if there's holes, it, it actually scatters the frequency and as a target it can cause you to be kinda like um off off shift and you know, so there can't be and it can uh, impact your gait, you know, how you walk. You know, so like it's but, but the rubber does help to diffuse some of the pain, uh, especially when uh, when there's you know because with me they use a lot of the acoustic they use a lot of the uh, acoustic weapons you know on me and then of course you know the the synthetic telepathy I mean obviously the remote neural monitoring you know all that I get the dream induction you know but I'm psychic so I'm like it's bullshit with me it's my mind is a fucking maze for them they're amazing. Well, would you would uh, okay? Would you give us an example of your psychic abilities? Um, so, I, I feel energy. I feel. I feel energy. So my psychic ability yeah. is in the energy realm. I know, like, when a person's about to touch me. I know when someone's trying to set me up. Um, I I told a guy, hey, you're gonna get a brand new truck. It's gonna be red. It's gonna have black tinted windows. And he was like, what are you making fun of my truck? I have a nice truck. I can't even afford to buy a truck right now. Two months later to the date, he came into a blessing, and it just so happened he ended up getting, he was given a brand-new red truck with black-tinted windows. But that's not you know. psychic, though. That's that's incidental. That's not that's incidental being targeted by gang stalkers. No, this is before I was a target. No, this is before. I've, since I was a little girl, I've been psychic since I was a kid. I was born I was born with, with the gift. Astrologically, the position of the planets during the time that I was born, my moon is in the eighth house, which is the most psychic position for the moon. I also uh, say where, where astrology did you get as well. That it's in the eighth house or whatever. 
well, it just it just means that I have heightened uh, psychic ability. My moon is in Pisces, and it's in the eighth house. Well, which if, is if the, it, the house but you said, things. but no, no, you said it means, but you got to say me, like I well, know I'm saying, that I'm based psychic. On, based on the time that I took my first breath, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm naturally I'm just a walking, living, breathing psychic. Like I said before, like usually my gifts, I usually only I'm use law enforcement, but. I'm not convinced. And, and, you know, I, I believe your story about being targeted, but I'm not convinced that you have psychic ability. Oh, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It doesn't matter. I mean, that, that's irrelevant. You know, you're not yeah. one of my clients. I'm not, you're not one of my cases that I'm working on. So whether you believe that I'm psychic or not, no. it, it, it's irrelevant. You know, I don't, I don't use, I'm, I'm very protective of my gift and my ability. And like I said, I usually only use it for law enforcement when they need answers to cases and, and, and they need, you know, I'm a psychic profiler as well, you know, and I can just touch an object. You know, someone can hand me an object and I can just tell them their whole life story. Someone wanted a reading from me. I said, okay, hand me. I said, okay, hand me your phone. All I did was touch it. I said, you think you're pregnant that right sounds, now? No, that sounds more like drama than predicting. I mean, you don't, it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm just going to cut this off because it's not really in the best interest of anybody in the call. But unfortunately, it's human nature to not believe in something because you don't have enough information. But uh, for anybody who's getting cheated out of uh, not understanding why some people have certain abilities and gifts that they've developed and how effective psychics have been in helping law enforcement, it's obviously... A validated art. When when she says that there's influences in her astrological chart, I'm just going to say that anybody who hasn't seen information on Chinese astrology, uh, I went to a, a psychic astrologist, and he asked me my birthday, and he put my chart together, and you have different influences based on when and where you were born. Uh, when you read about who you are in Chinese astrology based on your birthday, it will blow your mind. Uh, even down to when I read this out of a Chinese astrology book, that I would be betrayed by a main male figure in my life uh, at three years old. Well, my father molested my brother and I at three years old. My mom found out about it and divorced him. So let's not sit here and argue over something um, that's not necessary. She doesn't really have to prove herself. And and like I said, you know, reach out, be inquisitive, get more knowledge so that you can get a good understanding uh, of things that will empower you. Because the truth is too much of the human race hasn't done that. They're being manipulated and they don't even have a clue that they are. So uh, I'd like to give Sumaya the floor. She has some information to share about helping with the sonic weapons and some some protective measures. Go ahead, Sue. Oh, well, I was going to try to help that lady with shielding her brain and her mind because she is probably partially targeted because of her intuition and, you know, uh, her psychic um, abilities. So, I mean, they do like to target people with abilities and gifts because they want to understand them, and then they want to understand how to break them. So, in general, 
and I was going to help her with some shielding, but um, in general, uh, we can also say that magnets are really good to have around, um, you know, if you're getting hit on the side of the head or if you want to get grounding, uh, you can get some hematite or magnetized hematite, very good grounding stones. Um, there's a lot of stone that you can work with to help, you know, settle the energy down, and especially if you, you know, you feel like they're going to infiltrate your other levels of consciousness. So that was just what I was going to say, and then they went off on a tangent, and I couldn't get in. Yeah. Uh, and and also uh, somebody like that should be aware of uh, dream, you know, thought thought injections and dream injections. I'm not sure what the technical term is for the dream manipulations that they do, but um, that will possibly be part of it. Yeah, yeah and you know, I even see in uh, you know what everybody has dubbed the New Age religion that. Uh, you know, there's been people out there that have followed certain people that are channeling information and then over 10 or 15 or 20 years seeing that the information that they were providing that seemed beneficial turned out to not be true at all. So in the whole thought injection thing, anybody who channels information, uh, I'm not sure how pure they would have to be to have enough discernment to know if they're actually getting information to empower people through a, a pure source in the best interest of humanity uh, or those that are getting thought injection and being misinformed and then getting a following, which ends up giving people uh, information that's not empowering. It, it's a real problem. Yes. I mean, I'm intuitive yes, right. and I don't trust myself 100% at all. Right, right, and a big part of that is discernment. It's finding out where the sources are. I mean, in, in the simplest terms possible, if you raise your vibration and you're able to tap into other levels and frequencies, then you know you're probably liable to some of the manipulations on other levels that people aren't aware of. And then you have to discern where that information is coming from. You know, and they can disguise psychic type or prophetic type uh, information to to sound or appear or feel like what you used to get um, when when it could be a complete fabrication in order to steer your you know, or steer your client. Mm-hmm. You mentioned magnets, Sumaya. Uh huh. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good, because I'm, I'm about a black and a half from my base. It's so far, it's phenomenal. <laughs> but anyway, I want to tell you, there's a lot of craft shows where I'm located lately. And you know what I've noticed um, is a lot of magnetic jewelry. Uh-huh. And I came across the most recent uh, necklace that's very heavy, cylindrical magnets, about an inch long. Um, uh-huh. And they connect in the back of the neck with a heavy magnet. I'm wondering, I don't remember seeing this kinds of things in the past, and I'm wondering why people are producing so much of this magnetic um, jewelry. And another point, I, if somebody's interested, I do believe 
it's a nice craft as a TI to do something to help yourself and maybe share with your friends, make some of this jewelry because to buy it is ridiculous, but I know you must be able to buy these beads, these magnets on the um, Internet in quantity. That's true. But I got... found it's a, not, a uh, necklace that fits new... around my head so I can yeah. use it around my head as well as my neck. And yeah. uh, it's very heavy. I'm telling you, it's heavy. Yeah. So what? what's up with this? It's not new. Uh, the magnetic jewelry has been around for like, I've been using it for like 20 years. Um, I just got more and more of it. All you have to do is go to a gem and mineral show and you can get uh, bulk you know, if you want to, if you want to make jewelry. But I, uh, in fact, I'm wearing a magnetic necklace right now for the last three days because my necklace bothered me. So, and I'll, I'll wrap that around my head if my head's getting hit. Uh, I've been using this for a long time. My mother was doing it before me. And um, it's like, you know, 20, 30 years. I, I don't think it's a new thing. I think it's... No. I think that, being sold at these craft fairs, though, I, I mean, I've been yeah. involved in making things for craft fairs for 50 years. And uh-huh. now I, I see these things more and more in the location where I, where I live, in the country craft fairs. You know, and there's a uh-huh. lot of Amish people around here. And yeah. um, it's, it's quite interesting. And yeah. I get good ideas by looking at them. Some of them are too flimsy to do anything for us, you know, the bead-type ones, but these cylindricals that are so heavy. Yeah. They they really are great, and if you find somebody that produces things without trying to make a million overnight, you can get some very nice things. Like um, I did get one necklace because it was priced; it was like twenty dollars, and it looks to be about a twenty-two inch, and uh, it's very heavy, and it was worth it to me because I don't have a way to find these kinds of things. For me, it's very difficult. But I just wanted to mention it to others. It's a nice craft to help yourself yeah. make something that's acceptable to society today. Looks good. You can put crystals in between the um, cylinders of, of uh, magnets, for example, or other decorative beads or copper beads. That would be great, you know, to reflect. So um, people, we can help ourselves and help our friends in a lot of ways. One other yeah. point, this is Luda's tip for tonight. I've discovered that a lot of people, I believe, don't understand that they have chemicals in their environment, okay? First of all, 10 years ago when I first started getting this chemical problem, it was smelly. It was stinky. Now it's odorless. They have a lot of odorless stuff. I think it's cousins to things like sarin. And what happens immediately is you you sneeze and your nose runs and uh, it's water that... You're, it's coming out, not a mucus, a natural um, bodily fluid. It's it's absolutely like water. And you cough. Sometimes it irritates you to your cough. But these odorless chemicals. Now, what I discovered, everybody should go to a natural uh, place of their choice or Amazon or wherever they buy their natural um, items. Get a bar of tea tree, a good, good natural tea tree soap. A bar, a bar. Leave it on every sink you have. Carry one in your purse. And I'll tell you, if you wash your hands with that tea tree soap and clear, purified water that isn't contaminated in your house, which a lot of ours is, 
uh, you'll see such a difference in your skin, your face, your legs especially, that are targeted badly. Um, that tea tree seems to kill a lot of the bacteria and a lot of this chemical stuff, which could be bio um, stuff coming into us. So I really, I, I wasn't a believer in tea tree up until now, but boy, it seems to be, re- your skin is so clean when it takes off this film. It really removes a lot of junk on your skin. And I'm, I've got that, and I use that constantly. I just thought I'd share that. It's very good. Okay. There's there's also another one. Uh, it's black African soap. I'm going through my notes here. It says it's available at Walmart, and it's being reported to dissolve polymers off of our skin. Mm. Better all go out and get a bushel of that. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. But what's in that, you know? I'm looking through all my quick access notes here to find it. Maybe some kind of charcoal being black to neutralize. Well, my first thought was volcanic. Um, Really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting hit hard with those polymers, you can, you know, get, um, you know, pumice stone and you can just Scrape it off. Mhm. Volcanic. Comes off in sheets. Yeah, or it'll flake. Yeah. I've used sandpaper on it some parts. Yeah. Oh, it's it's called C O Bigelow Rose Salve. Salve. S A L V E. Reported to dissolve polymers on skin. Somewhere I have another thing that it references. You can actually get this stuff at. At Walmart. Hmm. Bigelow Sav? C O Bigelow Rose Sav. Rose Sav, okay. But there's another one that says Black African Soap available. Let's see right here. And it says Rose Sav may dissolve polymers. I have so many little scraps of notes here. I try and <clears throat> condensed to be able to recap and do an overview of things that we have to share in case there's new people on the call. Just remember, though, these chemicals are deadly. I mean, I've been under attack with chemicals for 10 years, 24-7, and that's why I don't stay in my living space any more than I have, and not five seconds more than I have to. And you have to be very careful with these things because they can really destroy the tissues of your body, your organs, and everything else over time. For newcomers. Yeah. yeah, and if if your you know nose starts running and your eyes are burning all of a mm-hmm. sudden and you're not smelling anything, nope, that that is a warning sign that your your histaminimum reaction is mm-hmm. basically encapsulating what's toxic and throwing it out of your body. So don't go take Claritin or any kind of antihistamines because that that kind of mentality is. Uh, why I really hate how the AMA has been trainwashed to not get to the causal agents of the problem, but put a Band-Aid over an infection, basically. And that stuff is coming into your apartments and your homes through your um, heating systems and your air conditioning systems. Those are all tapped into from um, different parts, maybe from your roof, maybe from outside your building, if you're in an apartment from another apartment that's adjacent to you, so they have access to you, and that's one of the ways it comes in. 
So if I have to cool my place down, which I do maybe once a week now, I turn the thing on and I leave for a couple hours. And then when I come back, I turn it off. And then I don't sit there with any any kind of... Uh, uh, I have a wonderful air conditioning system in this building, but I don't sit there with it running ever, ever. And, ma'am, you're right about the chemicals. Um, when I was in Oklahoma in 2012 when my targeting first started, I was uh, asleep in the living room, laying on the floor, watching a TV show, and I kind of dozed off, fell asleep. All of a sudden, in my apartment, I started smelling something weird, and next thing you know, I just started vomiting profusely, profusely, like really, really bad. You know, I still don't know till this day what what they sent through my vent. I still don't know. But you're right. Sweet but smelling? Because some of these things have definite, definite smells, which if I, I could identify away from this building. I'm trying to think, because I, I, lay, I was laying down on the floor, and then all of a sudden, I started smelling something weird, and I'm trying to I'm trying to recall. If, it wasn't it wasn't like a familiar smell. It was like an unfamiliar smell. I didn't I didn't know what it was, but it just like came in all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden my head started spinning. Like literally, my head started spinning, and my eyes started rolling in the back of my head. And then after that, after my head started spinning around and my eyes were rolling, then I just started vomiting like uncontrollable. Like it, it was just. A lot of pesticides are used now because they're cheap. They were. This is after um, my targeting. This is after I was, you know, a known. Well, I'm telling you what is being used. A lot of pesticides are being used out of Germany where they were developed. And they're very cheap. And uh, they come in in canisters. I see them coming in and out of my building. You know, they think I'm so dumb. Oh, boy, let me tell you. Have they got another thing to learn? But anyway, uh, I think some of these things that really smell, and then there's things that you can identify, like benzene, which is deadly, benzene, and there's kind of an ether chloroform smell. I can I can identify these any time of day, but that benzene, I've been told, is really bad. If Do I you smell think bad, that they I, put I, something I, in my vent? When there's yeah, a break, I'd like to talk if I could. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I wanted to share some things with you guys tonight. Uh, first of all, um, I'd like to ask everybody, keep in mind that everybody that gets involved in this crime, they become right down to the foot soldiers, your neighbors, the people that stalk you, drive around. All of them get turned into career criminals that commit crimes on a daily basis. They probably don't even realize that federal stalking laws include harassments and rumors and stuff like this. So they're actually breaking federal laws every day that they do this. You know, they turn into career criminals. But I want to share a couple of emails that were sent to me. It's a, on a thing that I've been following uh, for quite some time. There's been some really interesting talk on it. But uh, the first one here is uh, I want to share is I am a formal naval officer and a graduate of the United States Naval Command Academy. I have a degree in controlled systems engineering and served in electronics warfare and nuclear engineering as a surface warfare officer. I can assure you that organized intimidation stalking does exist. There are private groups that do this, but the government also has procedures for these discrediting campaigns. There is a congressional hearing on this program in 1977, and if one searches the word, discredit in the final report, you can learn these things like this. Physicians might be called with you hope, and they would make the diagnosis of mental breakdown, which could be useful in discrediting an individual who 
was the subject of the CIA interest. The other one is here, wow, the snitches on this site really feel threatened, and don't you, don't you? For you take the time to try to discredit targeted individuals shows just that. You do not want American public to be aware of the crimes you're performing on good, honest people. I am a former police officer and a detective for 20 years, and I am also a targeted individual living in North Carolina. My neighbors take great pleasure in stalking my family, damaging my property, and also breaking into home, into our home. Shame on anyone who questions reports of thousands of people and just shows how desperate the government snitches are to cover up this crime, to cover this crime up. For all targeted individuals, take pick as well as using your video cameras for your evidence, write down tags, document, document, document. Then take the low lives that participate to civil court. Once there is a president, set it will be easy for the old victims to get justice. Now, these are just a, a couple of things from this thing that I've been following, and it's actually been really good. I also want to read something. I, when I got on, I got on the middle of Neil's, something Neil was saying uh, when I first logged on. I, Neil might remember I asked to be unmuted uh, during it. And uh, Neil was making a really good point, guys, about this. I liked it. I don't really want to get into the Bible because I know some of you don't like it, but I want to read this to you out of the Bible, and this is very true, and this is kind of something Neil's touched on and I've been touching on a lot lately. If a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. And if a household is divided against itself, the household cannot stand. And if Satan rises up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but that is the end. But basically what that's saying is, when Neil was talking earlier, what I've been trying to tell you guys is we've got to get organized. We've got to stick together. We've got to stop this fighting, this arguing, this getting off the subject. Because it says right here, and that's a great verse to go by, anything that's divided cannot stand. And that's why we're not making forward like we should, because we are divided greatly. That's why I'm promoting the leaders in the community to work together. That's why I promote UTIs to get out. Anybody that can get out and do what you can to get out and pass out fires, the only way we're going to conquer this, I really believe, is to get out and do the groundwork, the basics, get the public awareness up so that we can get the congressmen and the people that are not involved in this crime to work for us and with us. And once they feel comfortable, there's enough of the public being aware of this, I'm sure they will. Um, I don't know if you guys know, I did a live, I uh, went out and passed out flyers. I did 110 flyers the other night and did it live on Linda Costanza's show. I did that to show you guys how easy it is, and I'm going to see if I can find a, t a female TI here in Portland to do the same, and I'll go with her so she'll feel comfortable to show you guys how easy this is. But we could do this, but we got to get down and do the ground roots, and we got to get the leaders in our community working together. We can't... I really don't think to build one big organization's work because they'll just tear it down. You know, FSCH did a lot of great things, but they tore it down because it was getting big and they had to destroy it. But if we can get all the little leaders like we have right now working together with the same goals in mind, sharing flyers, sharing information and stuff, we can really put this to rest. I mean, we can make great strides in the next year or two. And I urge all of you guys to please get out there and work. Like some of you may know, I have my church behind me. My whole family is behind me. 
I have people right here in the community that gets to know me. I don't know if anybody was on the call the other night. There was 11 people walking through the park down there uh, when they went by me saying, F gang stalking, let's help put it into it and stuff. People are becoming aware. So if I can do this in my little area, I'm sure all of you guys out there can do it in your areas. And once we bring awareness, we'll put a stop to these neighbors getting involved in their crimes. We'll put it, like I said, I don't have people following me around in cars anymore or mobbing me in stores or playing head games or doing little scenarios or gaslighting or street theater. They do other things to me. Like they recently took down my computer, so I had to go buy a new motherboard and stuff, and a bunch of my data got scrambled off of, some weird app got on my computer. I had to search it out and take it off, which erased all my research data and stuff and took all the links off my Internet. That just shows that I'm on the right track. If they have to attack me that hard and start destroying things, and today they tried to sh they shut down my truck again on the freeway, it shows me that I'm on the right move. This is the way that we need to go. Neil talks about getting hit. Us people that are out there in the front, and I really do not want this job, honestly. I didn't want to be out here, but this is just the person that I am, you know, just like other leaders in the community. We're out here doing this. We get hit a little harder. Don't take that into way to intimidate you. Do not let these people stop you. If they find some way to get at you, to stop you, to stop the progress, they will use anything and everything at their means. Because I'm telling you right now, their worst nightmare is for us to get organized, stand together, and make the public aware of this crime and how severe it is. And I go out every day and more and more people are sending me emails, talking to me, saying this is real. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a professor at the park the other day that came up and he said he had no idea, but he said the way my flyer was put together, that he believed everything that was on it and was going to go to my website. I have a family that uh, told me they, pe they copied flyers off of my uh, website. They handed it out to their whole family to help expose this uh, at a Harbor Freight. Uh, assistant manager came approached me and she said she looked into it after seeing my t-shirt she asked me for documentation and flyers I gave her a bunch she sat down that she was sitting down with her staff to bring in a light there's a Walmart right up the street the assistant manager up there asked me to bring by some flyers and stuff and drop them off for her so she could read about it and learn about it I've done that we all can do this but we all got to get together we got to get organized we got to start working. And if you guys can't, don't feel that you can get out there and pass out flyers, maybe you can just wear a T-shirt. Maybe you can just put a sign on your rig like I did. Maybe you can do all three. But even if you can't do that, if you've got a printer at home, uh, Neil was talking about getting uh, paper, software, I mean not software, but flyers and stuff out. If some of you don't want to get out, but you have a printer at home and a computer, maybe you can help out by taking some flyers and printing them out and sending them to people that don't have printers and stuff that will get out there and pass out. But I really believe with all my research and all the work that I've done and looking at the past 12 years, we got to get out there. We have to bring public awareness up. we got to get the public to know how severe this crime. we got to get them to realize that the ones that are involved in it have been lied to, that they, got, they were told lies to get it behind this experimentation on citizens around the world. And we can put a stop to this. We've got to focus right here in the U.S., I believe, and set a president for the whole world. And that's pretty much all i got to say. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I really appreciate what you were saying when I first came on, Neil, that it really needs to be said on every call, I think. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I mean, and we're, Thank we're you, Terry. 
we're at a crossroads where it's time to do whatever the formula is to get some more stuff done that we could all be doing now. Even though it's on a low level, you know, and believe me, I understand you kind of have to regulate how much uh, duress you can be put under. And if you're doing something that's making them angry and they're hitting you harder for it, then you have to back off to save your own life because it is a thin line. I know that. So it's it's up to everybody to have the discernment to know how far they can cross over that line and do some things to educate people about this. And get some informative documents, you know, put together. If you're a writer, sit down and write up a summary overview. We can put a panel together. Maybe somebody could run a call and uh, get the best writers and speakers together and put together a perfected, summarized body of information. We're, we're lacking that at this point, and we shouldn't be after this many years. Um, Neil, I'm not sure if there was a, a great PowerPoint put together. I just I can't get the person to share it. I, I'm going to call them again and talk to them about it, but it goes into great detail about this. But I, I just want to reiterate, if you guys noticed the two things I read at the beginning, one was a naval officer, and the other one was a, was a policeman and a detective for 20 years. So there are people out there that have been in there that are out speaking out for us. And imagine if we get the word out there, we can get so much more. I mean, I think if we get together, we can be an unstoppable force. I really, really do, guys. I really do. And uh, I sent an email to uh, Neil. I don't know if you've found it or not, but I've sent an email out to several other people. And I'm going to be sending an email out soon to the leaders of the community about some things. And uh, I urge all of you guys to get behind building these databases so we can get the facts out there. You know, do the one, the survey that's currently going on. Uh, you can find information about that at my website, probably at Neil's or, or wherever it is. Go out and find it and get it done. Please go to my website and do the database too. I have somebody here in Oregon that will help start working with us if I can show him enough numbers and enough victims. He said he would start doing something, but I have to get that documentation put together to present to these people. It is a must. I know you guys, Neil said earlier, you guys are worried about your names out there, but honestly, the people behind this crime know every single thing about you, what you do, where you go. They surveil you every day. They get people involved in the crime. They switch things up on you. So you're not really hiding nothing to these guys. And believe me, if you get it over and they think that another group needs to know your name, that's already been communicated to another group. Uh, if you don't believe me, just listen to what Snowden says. And you can go to WikiLeaks and read. They say 90% of all citizens are being monitored. There's cell phone calls and everything. That's documented. You know, they say 30% of all citizens, their mail's being gone through. That's documented. So, guys, uh, I just want to urge you one last time, and then I'll let you guys get back to the call. Please get involved in whatever level you can. You know, if Neil wants to put together some stuff to go further and do that, if you guys feel you can participate in that and do that, please do. But get behind as many projects as you can, not just my idea, and let's show these guys that we can get together. We're a force to be reckoned and let's don't let them stop us. Let's don't, if they throw up a little red flag and toss it out there and they make you step back, well, the next day, get back up and take two forward. All right, guys? God bless you. Thank you, Terry.
Neil, are you there? Am I muted? Yeah. No, okay. you're not muted. We hear okay. you. Okay, just checking. Um, something I've noticed lately, and I don't know what this means, but I've noticed a lot of, not a lot, not a bunch, but some products are seemingly coming out in pretty quick order in, in having something to do with medical and 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 frequencies. There's one that you can send your, you can sit and put your hands near this little device, and it sends information to your doctor that uh, about your heart. What the, how it does that, I have no idea. I just know it's being sold that it can do that. You just put your hand near this, right up next to this device, and it sends that information off to your doctor. Um, there's another uh, item that's a band that you wrap around your head, and you can change the frequencies by uh, pressing on this um, little button thing, and you can oh. change it to five different uh, moods or ability to sleep, ability to focus, you know, a lot of different things like that. There are two other ones. Uh, one, you wrap around your knee and press the button, and it sends electro- electro- electrical messages to your brain to stop the pain from registering. Um, and there's another one. Now, I can't remember it, but products like that are starting to come out kind of quickly. And I'm wondering why all of a sudden now, and I'm wondering if the medical industry or the corporate corporations that have been involved in all this are kind of wanting to get the good news out in front of the bad news that might be coming. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we are doing our best to get the information out there. Are they – I'm just kind of – I think it's interesting that suddenly um, devices are coming out that are actually related to what we've all been um, subjected to, you know? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it blew me away when I was sitting in the dentist chair and the dentist was working on me and I was feeling some pain and he goes, uh, your your blood pressure is going up too high. I didn't have any kind of a monitor on me. Hmm. So whatever was in that chair, he was able to regulate your blood pressure. Really? Carelessly. Yep. Wow. I know. Well, I know my blood pressure went up when I started getting hit with electronic stuff. Um, yeah. Where all of a sudden I went from always being kind of low to very high. Um, after I know that they can do that to us. That's interesting. So you had something in the chair that that regulated your blood pressure. Wow, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, send well, me the yeah. the link uh, or put it in the chat room if you're in the chat uh, for that headband thing. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? If I can yeah. find it, I'll find it again. It's forever being advertised on Facebook. I will find it again. I don't know exactly. I think I'm going to get one just for fun. And it's not that expensive. It's like $129. It was $199, you know. I don't, you know, not that big a deal. I just think that's interesting. And I will send you the link when I come across it again, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I got some information from somebody in the chat room that's always so great about pulling up links for me. Uh, What is black soap? Black soap, also known as African black soap, anago soap, alata semena, and duduo sun. It's long been used to heal problem skin. It's good for thinning fine lines, evening out dark spots. 
eczema, razor bumps, and eliminating blemishes. It's also used to lightly exfoliate, so it's getting rid of dead skin cells and give you healthier-looking skin. The soap can be used on your body or hair and works for oily skin, dry skin, skin rashes, scalp irritations, body odors, and is good for sensitive skin. Many other claims to the benefits of black soap, which may be proven or disproven by the user. Black soap is made from the ash of locally harvested plants and barks, such as plantain, cocoa pods, palm tree leaves, and shea tree bark. Uh, Shea butter is just heavenly if you guys have ever used it, you know. First, the leaves and bark are sun-dried and then roasted in a kettle or pot at an even constant temperature, which is important to ensure color, texture, and smell. Then water and various oils, palm oil, coconut oil, palm kernel, shea butter, and cocoa pod powder are added to the mixture and stirred for at least a day. After that, the soap is left to set for two weeks to cure. Oftentimes, the soap is made by women and is fair-traded, though not always. Black soap is traditionally made in West Africa, typically Ghana from secret recipes. Different tribes, tribes and communities have adopted their own specific secret blend of oils and cooking techniques, which can be seen in the different color variations among black soap. The ash itself was often used to heal cuts. Varieties of black soap actually made in Africa tend to be pure, while soaps made in Europe or the U.S. sometimes have added artificial ingredients. You know, watch for this because uh, somebody had sent me information um, about stevia, a natural sweetener that's extracted from the stevia plant. Uh, would kill Borrelia burgdorferi, which is the spirochete found in Lyme disease. So I thought, well, that's cool. I'll use that instead of honey um, because I stay away from sugar as much as I can. It feeds a lot of pathogens. And so I went out and saw this little bottle called Truvia. And it turns out it has something that's 90% of the ingredients called erythritol which somebody's applying for a patent to use as an insecticide. Oh, great. <laughs> so it's not good for you. And so then I looked up this company and, and, you know, see that there's complaints against it's really not hardly got any stevia in it at all. So read ingredients and also take note that magnesium stearate causes your immune system to dysfunction. So watch your supplements, and if you see magnesium stearate in it, don't buy it. Don't support these companies. If you see calcium carbonate as a filler or as a calcium source, don't buy it. It's not water-soluble in the body. It ends up clogging up your joints and actually leaches calcium out of your bones. You know, I mean, if we had a few people working on some of the other projects, uh, we would have more time to get the protective measures section together and put it on the website. And a big part of that will be a lot of trial and error of supplements that have really been helpful and particular companies that are using some of the more pure products and formulas on the planet. And there, there is a major calling out for this. I mean, 
uh, we couldn't put together a, a a format that would cross-referencing everything so that uh, everybody's particular health ailments would be covered. It's, it's still up to people to find a competent medical practitioner, and if you're blessed, maybe a lab that actually reports uh, the actual truth about the test that you've been tested for because it's in the syndicate document that they misdiagnose people or send them back test negatives on things, and so the person gets told they have cancer or AIDS when they don't have it. Uh, some people have killed themselves because, you know, they cheated on their spouse or something, and now they think they've got AIDS and they really didn't have AIDS. Uh, truth stories like that have come out. So, um, you know, when I say competent health practitioner, there's a lot of well-meaning people in mainstream medical industry, but unfortunately the processes of train-washing people, uh, as I call it, that they actually put doctors in training in sleep deprivation as part of the course, and that is a brainwashing technique. So, you know, a person goes into the doctor with sores all over their body and and, you know, wants to find out what's going on. The doctor calls it delusional parasitosis or picker's disease, thinking that they think there's bugs under their skin and they're picking their skin and they're causing the sores. And that kind of ignorance and arrogance is totally dysfunctional and a disservice to people. Those are the kind of ones that you really have to stay away from. If you find a doctor that has a microscope in his office, he's probably going to be uh, a researcher that does research, wants confirmations of what the causal agents of your particular ailments are, uh, or being able to walk into a doctor and say, I'd like to be tested for elevated triglycerides, which is an indicator of many things, but is also an indicator of microwave exposure. And, you know, primary tests like uh, watching the size and shapes of red blood cells and seeing the clumping of red blood cells under a microscope that are also indicators of, of being exposed to radio frequencies that are actually harming you on a cellular level. Um, anyway, I don't need to rattle on about this for a half hour or anything, but... It would be a help to to have a few more people doing some things that would allow me to turn my energy towards pulling all the, the loose information that I have on notes here and there all together and getting the protective measures uh, part of the website together and sharing that with, with Derek's PACS organization. Uh, the other night he did a call that, that I was impressed to see happen was to pull all the shielding methodologies together on a call and then put a free booklet together on those. And so uh, John Wojcikowski, who did a couple thousand hours as a moderator for the Friday night shielding calls, uh, was on there and he said, well, you know, they they had a very long shielding section on FFCHS, and 
And I said, yeah, you gave me a copy of that, but I don't want to put it on the website because some things in there are not only don't work, but they're dangerous. So again, I would just say, so that it gets on the recording for people, uh, their adaptive integrated systems will take a look at what you've done uh, and then get around it or use some kind of a different delivery system. It's been my experience and an observation from too many people that facing any kind of metal towards you ends up being used against you. And, and also to obviously point out that aluminum is the material that they make antennas out of uh, because it's not going to rust. So it was appropriate to use uh, aluminum to do that. Most aluminums don't have any magnetic properties. Copper doesn't have magnetic properties, but both are conductors and can be used as antennas to amplify the signals. Uh, so uh, I just explained to Derek, I said, you know, I do have the link with that whole page that was on the Freedom website, but it really has to be gone through and edited, and we can pull out the best of the best and add things to it that aren't there because we all know we've wasted time and money to, to put some kind of protective measures together for ourselves for, you know, at least a place to lay down and get some sleep and maybe not have your your body being hurt on a cellular level or your deep, restful, rejuvenating sleep and your natural dream states, uh, you know, being disrupted. So uh, just consider that if you're in a position to volunteer to help some, uh, you know, things like like going off to places like Mark Zuckerberg volunteered a billion dollars. He's worth $565 billion. And so he volunteered a billion dollars for making the world a safer place for the, the children of the future. And it was right around when they had just had a, a new baby, their first child. And so putting together a little presentation <clears throat> and going off to the Bay Area organization that's running that grant and getting some money for some of us nonprofits to put towards educational materials and research and development are good things. And so uh, I think most of us that are out there on the, the so-called front line put in so-called leadership positions because we looked around and said, you know, whatever I can do to help, I will. Um, we're spread thin and diverted on purpose. And that makes us be inefficient in not being able to uh, study and get things done on particular topics uh, and then, you know, have these documents and protective measures out there available to help people and protect them and empower them. So just consider that. Uh, you can send an email to me at electricrose22 at Yahoo, or you can send an email to skizit, S-K-I-Z-I-T, at protonmail.com. Uh, if you're in a position to help with something, getting some some grants could make a significant difference. If we had $50,000 uh, as a nonprofit, we would be able to do a whole lot of good with it. 
and we're allowed to make $25,000 in a year uh, and file a very short form paper as a nonprofit uh, and not have to deal with a whole big, uh, you know, high overhead with income tax and all that. And and there should be more people out there wearing T-shirts. I haven't really had time. Skizit and I have talked about it a little bit. Uh, if you have some good ideas about things that could be put on a T-shirt, uh, email us and let them know. I've been partially brain dead lately. Even though I'm a songwriter, I'm, I'm pretty used to making up funny bumper stickers and things like that. And uh, in all honesty, I haven't written a song since I wrote Waves of Darkness. So I feel that this uh, frequency warfare is definitely affecting my natural creative process. And we can use some help in that direction. Uh, what Terry's saying about wearing the T-shirt and getting out there and making a little bit of a scene and it actually turning out to help him on some levels. We're just uh, at a point where, you know, like the Indians said, it, it was a, it's a good day to die. So when you reach that level where, you know, you think you're going to die and you have nothing to lose, then you just go, well, whatever I can do before I leave the earth, that will leave some kind of a legacy for the people in the future. It's definitely worth doing. And, and my personal beliefs are that it does matter that we'll take our resume of our experience and and we'll move on from here, hopefully, you know, with evolutionary progress. Yep, with empowerment. Being empowered by this experience, hopefully, right? Yeah. You know, totally. being stronger. I think we are being, we got to be, this, we, we, I don't think we're supposed to experience anything that doesn't have a reason, you know, and there's got to be a reason for this that is, beneficial to us. I just think it is. I don't think, I just think it is. And I think we're being, being toughened up for something that's um, a, a higher plane at some point. I don't know what that plane is. Well, yeah, yeah. you kind of do. I I saw my deceased husband when I had a near-death experience, and I, I know that feeling, and it was just amazing. And I'm hoping that's where we're all going. Uh, it, it is amazing, you know, and if you go over to News Inside Out, there there's about 10 years of interviews with a variety of people, and, and there are others who've had near-death experiences, including myself, that that saw things or really felt some kind of very loving energy yes. um, that uh, that also left us with a feeling that there is more after this, that uh, the 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 core of our spirit and our soul that actually drives us. Um, apparently, somebody actually photographed Marie Antoinette when she died and saw a little white light leave her body and filmed it. And it's also noted that when a person dies, uh, they lose a couple ounces of weight uh, instantly. I don't remember the exact number, but it's you know a small amount. But it was it's two. It's like two point eight ounces. You're right, Neil. That's a that's a scientific fact. When my husband died, the most blinding white light was around him, so blinding that I had to like shield my eyes. Uh, just as the moments that he was dying, it was so bright that when they wheeled.
wheeled him down the room. I went back to, we wheeled him down the hall. I went back to his room to see what had created that blinding light. It was gone. Um, it was, it was what was happening to my husband, you know, and just amazing feel, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just, and yeah, there's more. I mean, what we're doing matters. And when there's yeah. value and purpose in something, it, it gives you a good feeling. If you have a good heart and you care, it, it's like stopping to help a stranger you don't even know him. And, you know, why do people do that? Because they get a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. those that believe that there's not enough are actually putting out the thought and creating their own reality that there isn't enough. Those are the people that give up on doing heartfelt things and not worrying about it. So, you know, I'm just going to tell you, I had this old Gibson guitar sitting in my closet. Uh, it would have been a three or $4,000 1969 Gibson SG Custom that I could have sold on eBay and, and got this Les Paul guitar that I wanted, uh, that I've wanted for 39 years. And so um, doing research, I found out that it, it was a fake copy made in Japan, and it wasn't worth very much. And when I saw a really good deal on a, a Les Paul that was uh, what I've wanted for 39 years, I bought it this month, and I trusted that somehow I would make it through and get to eat and pay bills. And I went ahead and bought it because it was a really super good deal. And um, I'm not sorry I did. Well, so I turned around and I put that old fake Gibson on there on eBay, and I learned that the terminology is called lawsuit guitars. So these are guitars that other people made to look like the originals that are worth so much money um, and did a pretty good job at it. But you look at close details and the electronics inside them and then you know that they're fake. And so uh, I sold that guitar on eBay uh, about four days ago, and it's given me the money to pay the power bill and buy some food and <clears throat> and have the guitar that I needed that's good enough to record the song I'm working on now called Silent War. But the point is, you know, whatever you're putting out in your thoughts is what you can create. And whatever we all put out in our thoughts, we can also co-create. So by not wanting, wishing, hoping, trying, or begging, we can actually confirm and say, I choose to create a beautiful, healthy, peaceful planet with people caring about each other and making the world a better place for themselves and each other. And that thought actually goes out and helps to create that. This is where it becomes not resisting some of the awful things that are happening, but just putting your thoughts and your energy towards doing the things that are beneficial. And and also by even educating those that think that there isn't enough and that they have to take from others and trash their lives and everything to have enough to be able to to live it's when you once you realize that and you see that it really is true and you watch it work in your life uh, then you've just been given a gift you know you weren't given a fish that gave you gratification for long enough to throw it in a frying pan and eat it 
you were given a fishing pole and you were taught how to get fish every day. So this is an important thing to to really believe that there is no lack and limitation. If we have a hundred percent conviction with no doubt, we would never have any lack or limitation. So believe in yourselves, realize the power of the thought, the word, and then the action that that you do. And so a friend of mine that taught me this about 20 years ago, um, I didn't know how I was going to pay my mortgage. And uh, I won't go into this story because I've told it a few times, but uh, basically said, you know, I'm not just giving you words here. This is something you can test out for yourself, and then you will see that it does actually work. So uh, anyway, that's a a gift of knowledge that I that I'm grateful to share with people. That on some levels, yes, we are victims of the collective mess that's going on in the United States and in the world, no doubt about it. But on other levels. Uh, what we can create in our lives is to not flinch when you don't know how you're going to eat or pay your bills uh, and hold your center and then put the thought out, say the words, and then look for the things that come along that make what what you chose to think and say and then create to happen because they do. It's kind of a little secret of how to manifest in, in our reality. That's well put, Neil. Um, I want to share something else with you guys. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm actually on SSI. But uh, my mom sat right here in my very trailer where I'm sitting right now, and she felt the directed energy weapons herself, and it helped motivate her. My parents actually pay for 90% of the flyers that I go pass out. And uh, I I believe I'm a little over 5,000. My goal is 10,000 flyers by the time snow starts coming here in Portland. Um, I really believe we can believe this. I mean, you wouldn't believe my mom is really behind us, guys. She's going to do another, get on uh, Linda Costanza's uh, show again and talk with you guys and and let you know that there is hope for your parents and, you know, to uh, get back with them and that some parents do believe in, in things. They're just... But the thing is, you guys, we all got to stand up together. We all have to work to get the truth out. We've got to let the public know that they're being lied to, the ones involved in this crime. And the ones that are not involved in this crime, we have to get them aware of what's going on so that we can overcome this, overthrow this problem, and put an end to it. Neil? Yeah. I just wanted to mention that Huggy Bear wants to be unmuted, but she also wanted to tell me to tell you that the chat room is recorded. I'm not sure what she means by that, but I just wanted to re- I just wanted to carry that on, okay? Oh yeah, you can uh go to chatgrabber.com and it shows everything that's written. Right. Even uh even if I block somebody for being obnoxious in the chat room. Like uh and- the uh Cindy here writing Neil can't die soon enough. Dumb bitch, oh. wait at this rate. You all want to play games. You are all brutal. I don't need to go into more details, but, uh, yeah, hey, I, I, I permanently Neil, use people when they do this kind of stuff. No time for I, it. Can I say a little bit about that, Neil, if you don't mind? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Last night they got on my show, too, and they started in about the whole Jew thing and whatnot. Uh, 
Tim really went off the handle playing a bunch of games, coming on his guests over and over and over and over and said he wants to debate and stuff. Guys, I don't know if you guys know, but I took three weeks or four, a little over three weeks, I think, just over. Uh, anyways, what I did is I sat and listened while I was trying to rebuild my strategy to motivate people. And I took a booklet and I wrote down and I noticed certain people come in and constantly disrupting and causing problems and over and over. If each and every one of you do that, you'll start to see the pattern that we all can see that, that pay attention to this stuff. And I urge you to quit uh, feeding them and quit going to their calls and doing things because all that does is set us backwards, and we don't need anything else to set us backwards. we got a whole organization of a rogue government out there trying to set us backwards. We need to go forward, and we got to quit supporting these people that are uh, trying to put us backwards. So I urge you, don't, don't feed the sharks, as I put it, and uh, don't go and support their calls. Don't go and support the way they act. Just ignore them, and sooner or later, they will go away. It's just like open water. If you, when they throw out chum, they bring the sharks in. When they get them chum out, which is feeding them, they go away and they don't see the sharks. So it's very, very important, people, for our community to uh, go forward. Thank you. Yeah. My problem is I sort of, I, I <laughs> when somebody says something really offensive to me, I, I sort of have to, I mean, I feel the need to respond. It doesn't mean I have to. But it's just sort of like, I don't know, I guess I kind of get in, I guess I sort of enjoy responding. I don't know. Anyway, I understand what Terry's saying, and I agree. I guess it just feels like letting off steam sometimes. Yeah. Is Elvira there? Hello, Elvira, are you there? You've been going through some hard times. Yeah, is she is she is she okay now? Do we know? Well, I just unmuted her. I'm not hearing any any background noise or anything. Are you there, Elvira? South Texas. Is that you, Elaine? Yes, it is, Neil. Yes, it is. And I want to thank you for putting out another great newsletter you and Skizit, and I really do appreciate all your efforts. Well, you can thank Skizit. She does all the work on that, and it's, it really is a fair amount of hours to to do it. So send some thank yous to Skizit at Proton Mail because uh, she can use it. <laughs> we We don't have it easy here at all. Say much. Did I hear Elvira? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you okay? No. Well, yes, I am now because I had I had I called Derek and asked him to help me out with this situation, and he did so. Good. Right now, no, but I hear them talking about the chemicals. And I was just wondering, should I tell them what the chemical is? And sometimes I feel like I should let everybody know what this chemical is that I'm dealing with. Because a lot of the TIs know, especially those that follow Tyrone do, they know what it is. 
in uh, that Ron Copa. Please they tell us the name of the chemical, Elvira. It's called Johnson & Johnson. Graffiti Spitfire is a paint. So if anybody get that paint smell and you around any of those people, Betty, Joy Matt, those people, you can guarantee you that's what you're getting sprayed with. And you can look it up. And I feel like we put it out there, the more people that start using it, the faster we'll get it out. And they're also putting it in the air-conditioned system, in the emergency rooms or hospitals. They have it in the, uh, and I've been writing about it a lot, so it's kind of like, been kind of like tapering off a bit in the train, in the toxic dump site trucks, especially up in New York, in New York, uh, uh, upstate New York near Waterloo, because that toxic, that huge toxic dump site is there where that TI house used to be. And, uh, that's, that's right at the end of Seneca Lake, which is a, beautiful lake, and of course, they'll destroy it some way or another. Well, it's, it's destroyed, honey, by now, I'm telling you, because I was there in 2011, 2012, and I had to leave there because of it. It broke all my teeth out, you know, because those trucks were going by like you snapped your finger on, on, all day long on the weekend. And and they didn't all day long, and they didn't stop until it get dark, you know. And I bet you every one of those people who worked and were driving those trucks and stuff, they have to be sick. And uh, then they have it in the, uh, the ambulance, the fire, the fire. And the fire, I, I was talking about how the, the fire, you know, department, they'll have a, you'll hear a whistle going, like that, sort of like that. And when, it, when you hear that coming from the fire department, they're releasing the gas. They were releasing it on us, too. So since I've been talking about it, and if more people talk about it, it it'll just, it, you know, like we talk about the chemtrails and stuff, that's another way they was doing it to us. So, and then me, I was in that, they they kidnapped me. You know, I went to the hospital because I'm being constantly, constantly sprayed. And uh, so it caused me to have that internal breathing, you know, where I was injected with it. It was injected in my body. And uh, uh, caused me a lot of pain and feel like it has fried my kidney because I feel like I'm on like I'm on fire. It starts from the bottom of my feet and come up. And you're so, saying that you could see that uh, as a certain color under a black light. Yeah, you have to get a black light. I would advise all TIs they have a black light on. And then what you do, you shine it in your house your car, whatever, on your body, and and you'll see it. And then, like, when I went to the hospital, the ambulance driver that came here, it was a setup. I had told one of the TIs <laughs> some things about what was going on. They went, came back and told the person. The person cleaned the, made, cleaned the carpet, cleaned all the areas that I had told them about, had them clean. And then after that, they made sure that that night that they got me real, real good to make me call the ambulance. And when I called the police and the ambulance, three ambulance drivers came 
and a, and a police officer all tattooed up. He came, and uh, I'm showing it to him, and I'm going, what? The, you know, because the stuff had disappeared. So I'm going, only the stuff that was done at that time was around, which was very little. But good for me that before that, the week before that, I had called the police, and the police came, and the police told me what it was. And I, they had their their flashlights, excuse me, because I'm sick. They had their flashlights on. So I told them, I said, turn your light off, and let me put this black light on. They did that, and it was all on the walls, all around the light switch everywhere. So one officer said, that's paint. And I said, yes, it is. You know, and so they saw it everywhere. So that's when I told the, the, the one T.I. about it. And they came back and, you know, and so when, the, when the, uh, I'm sorry, but it also get on my brain, you understand? I can feel it on my brain, everything. And it's locked up in my chest as well. I took a pill, one of my pills today, and it it, it it wouldn't go down. I had to keep eating, eating something. But anyway, uh, the three ambulance people and the police officer, I'm showing them the stuff all over my body, all over my face, shoulders, up, chest. We don't see nothing. We don't see nothing. I said, you mean you don't see that? And I said, y'all perch, get the hell out of here. Get on, go on. I told them to leave at first. In my mind, I say, no, don't let them leave. You know they cook, so let them go ahead on and take you see what happens. So I let them go ahead on and take me to the hospital. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. And I tell you, right now, my kidney is, oh, my God. I have uh, three kidneys. I have one on my left side the size of a baby that never grew with my body. And on my right side, I have a double kidney. And the, and the small one has been fried to death. So it just, it hurt so bad, and then uh, left fallopian tube, I got the, the bleeding coming from there. So I go to the hospital, and I tell them, and I show them. Some people at the hospital say, oh, yeah, what is that? What is that? I, they see it, right? Then the certain ones say, I don't see nothing. I say, you a perp, get out of here. And then so what they did they kept me in the emergency room while they was uh, letting the gas on me. You can see it. What you do, you look around the air conditioning system. Even in hotels, they're doing this to people. You go to a hotel, I don't care if you got $1 or a million dollars. You better, when you open up that door, you you look in that room that would look, look like the cloud, white like a cloud, you better run in the other direction. And you better start asking for windows that open instead of now if you notice the hotels mostly no no they don't make the windows anymore where you can open the window. It's like being in a cave or something. So anyway uh, so so I uh they held me there in that in that um ER from 5 until around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, what are you going to do? I fell asleep. And I woke up and I go, what are you going to do? Because that stuff had me on fire. 
and I have to use ice, put ice on the bottom of my feet. That's what cooled my body temperature down. <laughs> so I was asking him, <clears throat> excuse me, what are you going to do with me? So the last time I went to the hospital, what they do, I have, it gives me asthma too. So I went to, they put me on the, on the uh, floor with the heart patient. And so I say, why put me on the floor with a heart patient? So if they go to the bathroom, they can't go to the bathroom. And if they do their number two over there in the bed, it's going to give me asthma. And so I had to fight that. And then they ended up talking about something wrong with my heart and all that. I said, ain't nothing wrong with my heart. And so that's because the doctor wanted to make money, you understand, off my insurance, Medicaid, Medicare. And so <coughs> I was telling him about it. I was really telling him about how he was that, that was Medicaid fraud and stuff like that. So he tried to be nice to me. And then finally I asked my doctor came in and I said, how can you have me on this floor with a patient like that and I have to go sit out in the hallway if they do a number two, you know? So then this time when they brought me in, they put me back on that hard floor. So I said, why Why are you doing this to me? And I say, I can't be on this floor, you know, because of the number two thing. So finally they say, okay, we're going to put you on the eighth floor. The eighth floor was the old building of the hospital. It had, uh, it smelled like old building, mold, and it also had the bad air conditioning system in it. And it was killing me. So the asthma doctor never showed, they showed up, but they they like hit and run. They come in so fast and leave so fast, you, 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 it's like somebody hit a home run or, a, a, a strikeout or something like that. So I said, hell, how the doctor going to know what I got to say if, if he, he dare one minute and go on the next? And I said, these doctors getting their they, they degrees off the Internet or something. So after that, next thing I know, this black woman, this sister, she walks in, introduced herself as a psychiatrist. I said, what in the hell is a psychiatrist doing in my room when I'm bleeding? And my kidney feel like it's, it needs to come out. So I said, get out of I asked her to please leave the room. Next thing I know, they brought this this transit, whatever you would call them, trannies. This guy this, who wanted to be a woman. And uh, he was acting like he couldn't walk. And, and so they put him next to me. And so I said, I started raising cans. So I said, what, what is this? I said, you're going to move me from the heart patient floor, put me up here in this stinking building, and, and uh, it smell like mold, blah, 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 blah. And I said, uh, how can you do this? And I said, I need to get off this floor. So then the next thing I know, the trainer was saying, oh, you just complaining, just complaining, you doing this, you doing that. And I said, who in the hell are you? I just cursed him out. You know, I just told him about his ASAT, you know, so, so uh, uh, next thing I know, here they come taking me out of the room, sending me over to the mental hospital. But that wasn't while I was telling the tranny about itself. The tranny was the one who told me that they was watching me. 
and that that's what was about to happen to me. And I said, yeah, you involved in it, too. you part of this. So anyway, I go over there, and then they, they wanted to inject me. After, I'm showing them the blood and everything, and they wanted to inject me with this thing called Invega, this shot. So I said, no. I told them no. So they insisted on giving it to me. They had this big old guy look like the hawk. And he was going to wrestle me down and hold me down. I said, oh, no, you can't do that to this body. I said, I have fibromyalgia. And I said, I cannot let you wrestle me down. So I said, since you insist on giving me this shot, I might as well go on and let you give it to me. And so since I guess since I said, and then not only that, man, the TIs, oh, man, they were just so lovely. They were great. I was afraid of putting putting that out about me being in there. But it turned out to be really great. I mean, the whole time I was there, the phone was ringing day and night, day and night. Even the patients was complaining. So that worked out real good, although they held me there a week and a day. You don't understand what I'm saying. They wanted to wait until Friday so I wouldn't have no place to go but to the state. You understand? Uh, Like the Salvation Army where you have to go and sign in and hope the person gets you through and, 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 uh, then you'll get a bed for the night like I did uh, the other year when Joy Mack did all that stuff to me. So took my money, and, uh, you know, it was just horrible. Anyway, that's it. Where are you now, Elvira? I'm back where I've been paying rent. I had to call Derek, and I said, Derek, I, I said, Derek, I said, look, here's the chance for you to do good. People will love you for it. And I said, I asked him, you know, so he and what are it. you and what are you doing to get the toxins out of your body? I uh, can't do nothing because I can't even hardly move, and I don't have anybody to do anything for me. Mm. You know, so I, I have no car. You know, nothing. I have to. I just have to pray. That's what I do. And I'm telling you, God has really been good to me because the way I see it, I should have been dead a long time ago. Mm-hmm. What I would like to recommend is drinking. If you get somebody to bring you groceries, tell them to bring you distilled water. Yeah, I drink that. Okay. I always was into the the distilled water and and even the, um, what you call it, uh, yeah, the the distilled water. Okay. I drink a lot of it because that'll help. I drink drink a lot of water. water. Okay. And a Coke girl, too. I like to drink Coke because... The Coca-Cola, a lot of people don't agree, but the Coca-Cola really keeps your lungs clean. Really? Hmm. Coca-Cola. Is that, is that the phosphoric acid? I don't know, but I just know what it did for me. You know what I mean? Keeps your colon or your col or your... My was colon it? was very clean before all this stuff with this uh, uh, chemicals. Okay. Oh. And, oh. and, and see, I don't drink alcohol. I've, I've never been a drinker, never in my life. So I just drink Coke. Okay. No. no. Um. Well, I wish you the best, and Thank I hope you. you feel better. You know, Thank get a couple you. of good days in where you, you know, you can feel better and get stronger. So, uh, 
Well, I have to get up around all the mold first because the mold is real bad for me. And I think that's going to happen. I'm not sure. I know tomorrow because I have I have like three social workers. I don't tell one about the other, you know. So out of them, one of them should do something should come through, I, I pray anyway. You know, then I got people calling us, uh, Senator Rubio's office and, and and the governor's office. I, I don't like uh, 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 Nelson because Nelson's office, uh, the state of Florida paid me off in 2008, seven or eight, something like that. And the president of the NAACP, which was my cousin, they called me and they told me, no, from Rubio's office, they called me, I mean, not Rubio, um, Nelson's office, they called me and told me that he was ready to pay me, and that I, but I had to write a letter to Yenny from Senator Nelson's office. And I had to write, put in writing what I wanted. So my cousin sent my brother to come and get me. See, this is, my family is also behind my talking because we are the children of the West African uh, slave owners. Stuff like that. It's long and I'm tired, so I, I'm going to sit just listen to what everybody got to say. If anybody want to ask me any questions, I'll talk to you. I'm in a lot of pain. Sorry for your suffering. Pardon me? And thank you, Neil. Thank everybody. I want to thank everybody because I tell you, I believe if the TIs wasn't calling in there like they was, I might have disappeared. You know. Watch out. Yeah. Is Terry still on the line? Hello? I guess not. Yeah, um, I don't know if Terry's still here. You said he is still here? Who? Terry? I don't see. Thank you, Neil. Oh, yeah, there you are. He's unmuted. Go ahead. I have, Hello. Uh, yeah, Terry? Yes. Um, uh, maybe it was last night or a couple nights ago, you read an email from a previous um, detective or officer that, that, was, that was targeted now. Yes, I, I I read it tonight again at the beginning when I first got on. Okay. Can I get an of that sent to my email? Is that an email or a letter he sent? Um Yeah, did you are you one of the people that sent a request to me to have a copy of it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll get it out. I like I said, they shut down my computer and I lost a bunch of data and stuff, so Oh, um, I didn't hear that. I, okay. Yeah, I'm just going for a walk right now. Taking okay. a break, but I'm rebuilding my computer tonight, hopefully, and I should be up by tomorrow or the next day. Okay. Again and going. I didn't so hear I, the part that you were shut down, your computer was shut down, so that explains why you didn't answer, you know. Okay. 
Yeah, that, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. That and I was looking for uh, Jami's uh, info on her protests that are coming up. I think she said it has over. But uh, I her You mean Jemiah? What? Jemiah? Jemiah Ali? The lady that was on Derek's call that was doing the protests in several yeah. different places. Um, yeah, but her website won't come up, so I can't get the info. So I thought you might have the info on her events, her protests um, coming up. I, I would I don't, suggest that people follow Jameen because Jameen is dynamite. I love her. As soon as she gets, like I said, I, I don't know if uh, she's got the info sent to me in an email. She said she was going to contact me. Derek okay. was supposed to give her my information. Uh, as soon as I get it, I will put it up on my website. Yeah, Definitely. I didn't know how long. I guess I thought you might have got it right away, but if you've had computer problems or if she didn't but, and I, I think I, Derek has it. I think Derek has the information on his side, doesn't he? Terry, doesn't he? I, I don't know. I haven't had a computer to get on. On oh, his, yes, he do. On his newsletter, you think, Linda? Yeah, I think so. Him. Yeah. Uh, I'll check. I didn't see it there, but I'll check again. Yeah. But Jami needs to know that her website will not come up. So I emailed her, her oh, to let her yeah. know, but. She hasn't responded either, but she needs to know that we cannot get to her website. Also, if you guys remember, she yes. said there were some mistakes that she wanted to get corrected before things went out. So uh, she might that might be a delay to send the email out and the information. She I just remembered she remember she asked Derek on the show to please wait to uh, publish all the information because there was a couple of mistakes on it. Oh, she, yeah, that's right. Okay, you're right. There may be a hold on that. Okay, that was it. Thank you, Terry. You're welcome. Um, Neil. Neil. Hello? Neil, did anybody hear me? Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Well, I, I just want to say something. I just want to say about Jameen. I had Jameen come to Florida and do a, a awareness about Myron May. She comes. She did an excellent job in my eyes. It was her and Tyrone do at the time. I don't have too much good to say about the other one. But uh Jameen, I mean, she has some talent. She you know, she she get targeted really, really bad, so if anybody can join her, please join her. I am proud of that young lady. Although sometimes she don't listen, but who do? Who listen all the time? So she's just you know. But I tell you, I love her work. I just wanted to say that, and thank you all for listening, and again, thank you for everything you've done for me. She's on my list of now. She's a tough lady.
I'd just like to say um, if people are praying, if you would put Christina in your prayers, she's very sick in the hospital for several months now, and um, she's getting targeted heavily as usual, but plus she's unable to take care of herself anymore. And if you knew her from before, she was a fighter. She, you know, she built uh, a protective room for oh. herself and her animals. All her animals are gone. Her mother's gone. Now she's, you know, unable to take care of herself. So please pray for her. Um, she's very ill. and um, She's in hospice, right? Yeah, or nursing, nursing care. Yeah, she changes. Uh, they've changed her a couple of times. Um, but yeah, if you think of it, we, just um, we were wondering what happened to her. I guess that's who Renata was talking about earlier today. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. She was asking. She don't want people to really put put everything out there about her. She just want people to call her. Yeah. You know. I know. So she, she won't feel she, so all alone. Uh-huh. And you can also call Renata to get the information about her, you know. Yeah. Renata well, say email her. Uh-huh. I don't know if she gets her emails anymore, but just no, pray no. for her. Email I mean, Renata and put oh. in the subject uh, yeah. the woman in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Something like that, she said. And she'll email you to... If if she knows you, she'll email you the phone number and the information. If not, you know, she's going to respect her wishes. So anyway, that was sweet of you. Thank you for talking about that. So anybody who wants information, please contact Renata. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have Renata's uh, email, but she has her Sunday call. Yes, but uh, uh, Neil, Neil, ask Neil. Neil will put a uh, uh, one somebody here. Somebody has Renata's email? Okay. It's Renata something. I can't remember offhand because I don't do too much emailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe somebody on here have her email address and can put it out there. Neil can do it. Okay. Well, let's see here. Hold on, mute. <clears throat> you know, there there is. Uh, no, you don't want to unmute me, Neil, because I'm not the one. You understand me? You think that this is funny, right? I'm that real one. I will press charges against you and sue you for everything that you have left. Really? What? Oh, brother, nothing. Really, you want to play? I'm a nice lady. And for you to try to spark your goddamn attention on your show by giving me blood pressure problems, you fucking prick. Okay, so now that's in the recording along with the the threats to a couple of us moderators. Um, Hey, guys, I just want to reiterate... You know, I got a couple of people uh, to come and listen to some calls. And when people act out on the calls and they create disturbances, it really, really, really makes us look bad. And I tell you, I put a lot of work into trying to get people out here believing what we do and stuff. And 
when I ask a ex-police officer or something to come on and listen to a call and he hears stuff like this, it really destroys our community. So I deems that happen. I just want to throw that in there. And other thing is, when you're talking about stuff on calls, I know everybody wants to vent, and I've said this before, everybody should have like four people they can call and, and talk about different things. But on some of the mainstream calls, especially the ones that start at six, please think about things that you say because there are other people that come and listen to these calls that we refer people to from time to time. And if they hear stuff that's way out to left field or right field, that, that doesn't help our case. Even though it's true, it doesn't help our case none. I, I just want to throw that in there. And I mean, no disrespect towards anybody. Seriously. You know, if you have some really out there, maybe hit it up on a late call because I, I'm working hard to get some people to come to some of these certain people's calls and listen in and stuff. And it really could destroy some progress that we're making because it, Believe it, believe it or not, it takes like two months to get somebody interested to where they'll just come and listen to a call. So, thank you. Well, you know, and I'd like to add some information to that, to the power of technology and the power of the misuse of technology being able to do things to people. And so, you know, if you walked into a courtroom to do a demonstration with a frequency generator and you played 6.6 hertz against the lawyer and the judge, you could get them into an argument in about three seconds. Um, You can also put in thought forms into a person's brain. You can make them feel like everybody's out to get them. You can set them into patterns so that their brain chemistry get stuck in a loop of creating the unpleasantness over and over because they actually become addicted to chemicals. So, you know, a few times I've asked if there's any alphabet agencies on on my call, you know, listening to what's being said here, then, you know, hit star eight. And uh, a few times they've actually, somebody did hit star eight, and I just said, well, you know, hopefully you'll get enough information here to realize uh, the the threat against the whole human race, <clears throat> and also the fact that, of course, any organized crime syndicate would like to be able to control people because they can sabotage companies, manipulate things for their profits, and basically just use everybody they can and become disgustingly rich and, you know, what, buy their own flying saucer and head off to a better planet. I don't know what their ambitions are, but uh, the the truth is, you know, empowering information to have a good understanding. Uh, those like the police in, in Richmond that are reported to say, well, yeah, after doing the Space Preservation Act, uh, we like to know where the TIs are so that we can make sure they're taking their meds. Well, sorry, kids, I don't have any other way to say it. That ignorance doesn't fly here. Go do your homework. And when you realize, as I told the police when they pulled up outside my yard because an ex-cop aimed his phone at Skizit and she videoed him for it, and he called the cops on us, and I just said, we are Citizens Against Harmful Technology. We did our homework, and Skizit had a website called skizit.biz, with 560,000 hits on it in three years of people that needed truthful, empowering information about the designer disease germ warfare 
that's being perpetrated on on the people of our country that our tax money is being misused. So, uh, yeah, just to make sure that it gets in the recording, uh, there is turmoil. People are grouchy. I'm really not out to block anybody uh, because I have a good understanding of how people can be taken over and, uh, you know, basically just sabotaging their own peace of mind but, but reaching out. So I'm always reluctant to permanently mute somebody and block them, which is, you know, why I let Cindy come on the call. She's, she's angry. She's being reactive. Her brain chemistry is uh, stuck in a pattern of creating those chemicals, and I understand it too well. And anybody who's being attacked has every reason to be angry because we're getting injustice shoved down our throats. There's a lot of people that are dead. There, there, there sure has been a lot of stars and, and musicians ending up dead. People ending up hanging from a rope, which is more likely either being targeted so badly that they had to do themselves in to get away from it or were actually killed in a different way and then left hanging from a rope to make it look like suicide, which is what they did to our paralegal, uh, who was very active in the legal committee, carried one of those suitcases on wheels around with her with all of her documents and was ready to go to court and kick some butt and and put out the facts for it to be seen. So as I told the police in front of my house, as I handed them a booklet, what is a targeted individual, you really don't want to mess with us because we did our homework. We're doing what we can to ensure your future and the future of your children. And the cop looked up at the ex-cop that wanted a police report and said, I'm not filing a police report. Have a nice day. Okay, so doing your homework and understanding and validating the research that, first of all, this is happening, and then a lot of how it's happening, why it's happening, and who's doing it. That's our job. And people like Susan Watkins, the paralegal, found hanging from a rope, was, what, 44 years old? a bright soul full of life, and she did not kill herself. She wouldn't have killed herself. The only thing that would make a person do themselves in would be to be targeted so bad that they had to do themselves in, as I said, to get away from it. So uh, this is why I'm tolerant and really do have a lot of compassion for people. I mean, I'm not here to to point the finger at anybody or anything. I'm just saying when somebody starts to threaten to come over to somebody's house and hurt them or or kill them, those are two big of threats that that cross my line. And if a person's having a hard time being taken over or just needing a place to vent, I'm totally understanding that, but uh, I have to draw the line somewhere. There's, you know, 100 people on this call and uh, many different walks of life, and, and it's my job as a moderator to make sure it's a, a safe, fairly healthy, productive, supportive, uplifting place. So, you know, Cindy, it's really just a matter of choice 
to just say, I don't choose this anymore. Just let it go away. Take a chill pill because otherwise I have to permanently block you. And you're really leaving quite a paper trail in the chat room that is permanently recorded and and some things that are on more than just my call. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't really... You're not hurting me with your words or anything. It's beyond that. My my heart goes out to all of us because I know firsthand what it's like to suffer, what it's like to have somebody play 6.6 hertz on you and make you angry, what it's like to turn good people against each other, what it's like to break up organizations. If I had recordings of the, the FFCHS board meeting, some of you would cry for how awful and sad it became. People were taken over. Maybe some were paid off, but they they definitely did not want us to make the progress that we were making. And we were getting rid of infiltrators that were in the board, stopping progress, stopping Derek from getting the paycheck that he should have gotten. Uh, so anyway, my heart goes out to everybody. I have no judgment on anybody because I've been through all this stuff myself too and and it's too hard but they say they can take over any person within five minutes I think I've seen enough to to say that it's quite likely true Uh, excuse me can anyone hear me yeah go ahead hello hi Hi. this is hello yeah hold on a second Hi, I won't take too long. This is Faye from uh, New York. I just had to respond because Elvira had mentioned Shami Ali. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had had heard her for several years here because I know she she had done several things. She's an activist that everyone knows. So I had uh, called her a few times, and I respected her for what she had done. She had done quite a bit. Um, She was in a bad situation last October. Uh, so, uh, and it was getting cold, so I asked a friend of mine who's a very kind man of 72, um, uh, who had had a, um, he had had a, uh, he was in a coma, a heart attack, and then he had, was in a coma for three days the year before, so he's pretty frail. Anyway, I said that I had a friend who uh, needed a place to stay, and he said, fine. So he uh, let her come there, and by the second day, uh, she's very dominating. And uh, I just want to say he let her stay there for almost nine months. And for a good part of that, he was scared of her. And I just couldn't believe it. I was on her side, because when she would talk with me, she sounds very sweet. But sometimes he would call me, and he'd leave a message uh, and I have it on voicemail. She was terrorizing him. And she knew that he was in a coma because I talked with her. Even if he would ask her just to do something uh, small like hang her clothes up, or if he would just try to correct her something very small, she'd get very mad. So I, I knew that I know that people are very targeted and they can get very aggressive. But there's something else. She isn't that nice a person. She told his own wife, um, who wanted to come to visit him from another country, that she couldn't come 
she threatened him and said that uh, she had the key, like he let her have the key to come in. She sort of threatened him so that he uh, he was very afraid that she would do something so he'd lose his apartment. So And he wouldn't talk to her. He would never answer my call when she was there. So she had threatened him that she would lose the apartment. I'm only bringing this up because on Derek's call, I listened to the podcast, and she had said on there that she um, there was some um, campaign against her. And it isn't true. I'm very honest. And I think she has told people I'm a perv. I don't know what she has said. There's nothing to say about me. Um, uh, plus, Dr. Uh, uh, the uh, professor, Solange Martinez, on Lauren's call, I had a very bad experience, which um, Elvira has an idea about. I know that Elvira knows Jamie well, and I feel bad talking against her, but uh, she really terrorized my friend. She terrorized my friend, and he could have had a heart attack many times. She was screaming, and she would not... Um, when he would ask her by the second day, please, don't, the neighbors uh, will hear you, she didn't care. So part of it is her targeting, which I think is severe. But other, she repeated the same thing because Dr. Martinez has a podcast explaining it all on one of Lauren's, uh, on Lauren's 142-124. And a lot of the things are similar to what happened to my friend. And she even... Uh, attacked, uh, you know, I mean, the Lodge's sickly mother has bruises. Um, and uh, and Jamie threw away, uh, she was so mad that um, they asked her to leave uh, because the mother had epileptic seizures. And Jamie was just uh, uh, doing so many things. Uh, you can re- uh, listen to the podcast. I just have to say it because um, there's something wrong, and I don't want other people to get hurt, like uh, gentle people. Um, yeah. Like this older man who's 72, she knew it, and she tried to scare him. Like she would, she kind of uh, did something to the couch and made it fall. And she did stuff to uh, the professor, and the professor had to defend herself because uh, she was telling the policeman that um, the professor's hard research on the uh, illegal mafia was not true, and it is true. Uh, This woman, Professor Martinez in New York, is a very honest woman. So uh, there's no campaign against her by me or the uh, professor, maybe other people. But I am very worried that, um, you know, uh, other people could get hurt, Uh, you know. People who don't, you know, because uh, she's a dominating person. I'm sorry to talk so long. I didn't mean to. And happy birthday, Neil. Thank you. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to add something to that. I've I've seen the Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, and they can really take a gentle person and turn them into a monster. And you can have rage and everything else. We also have infections like cat scratch fever, which is Bartonella, uh, that's being missed diagnosed as a a bipolar situation when they're finding uh, this Bartonella, one of many strains actually, uh, in the brains of people that end up being diagnosed as bipolar. So there's a lot of causal agents around on a pathogenic level 
But there's also, and I have proof on one of my calls about a month ago, uh, somebody really made me angry. And uh, I spoke my mind and said, you know, shut the F up and get off my call. Sometimes I, I lose it. I try to not say the F word, but uh, they really made me angry. Instant reaction. I usually keep my composure. Well, they played back on that call about three to five minutes later what I had said and then also added in my voice, why don't you put a rag in your mouth and light it on fire? I didn't say that, and it's not even a phrase that I would have used. So understand sometimes when things are done over calls, uh, just between people in daily life or on these calls, that sometimes it may not actually even be the real person. And sometimes it may be what I call the Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, uh, which can be induced through thought form induction and, uh, you know, basically frequency warfare. Yes, that's, that's well, you know, true. I want to say I'm not defending what Jameen uh, may or may not have done, mm-hmm. but I do know that she's good at uh, the targeting stuff. She's very good at that, and that's all I was concerned about at the time. And I do feel that people should join her. You know, everybody has their days, you know, and like I said about Joy Mack and others, you understand? But I just feel that when somebody do something wrong, yes, they should be spanked for it. But if they also doing really good stuff, I'm not saying excuse them for it, but there's a reason behind all of this madness. And she do get targeted really bad. I told her not to go to, not to go to. Miss Martinez, but she went anyway. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Uh, that's, Neil? Not, that's the way I see it. Neil. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Sunny. Um, I want to know the the um, type of gas that the fire department releases that Elvira had mentioned. I didn't get the name. It's called Johnson and Johnson Graffiti Spitfire. It's what. You know, like when artists paint stuff on the wall? Uh-huh. Well, they use that to cover it, cover the cover the paint the paint jobs up. So that's a gas? It's, it's a paint, and it smells like paint, too, and it's, it's, and it's foggy-like, you know. It, how do you spell that? Graffiti is what? Graffiti. Graffiti. Graffiti? Spell it for... G-R-A-F-I-T-T-I. Yeah, the city Spitfire. You know, like a spit and fire. Yes. That's what it's called. And if you want to know if it's being done to you, just get a black light, and the black light shows what nothing else will. Even blood. That's the type of gas that they release. That's what you're saying? Yeah, you can buy it out of the stores and stuff. You know, it's it's the paper. Yeah, but how does the fire department release that? Well, the fire department, they have their ways of doing it. They have probably have, like, gallons of it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it. I wouldn't say nothing unless I know what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh-huh. And also the train, because, see, 
because it has been injected into my body. That's why I'm so, you know, I know. Okay. Yeah. Because and no matter I... where, and, and then they say, oh, everywhere she goes, she claims she gets sprayed. Well, hell, if, if, if people, if T.I. didn't call the people I live with, I don't want to live with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can protect myself with cameras or whatever. Elvira, does that gas have smell or is it odorless? Oh, yes, it smells like the paint. Okay, that's what I wanted. Yeah, I've had something and, to go up my you, nose and in my you, eyes. You know, if you get a black light, you'll see it all up your nose, all down your throat, in your eyes. If your eyes are turned, turn, like it turned my eye color blue, from brown to blue. It took my hair out and the top. I'm totally bald up here almost. But I hear that you can use a baking soda, put it in your shampoo, and that'll help the hair grow. Mm-hmm. If you put, I'm sorry, Alvira, if you put baking soda in the shampoo, that will help your hair grow back? Yes. Oh, good. Thank it's you. on my Facebook page. You'll see it. Okay, and thank you. And, and someone You're else welcome. mentioned a type of gas called benzene. Yeah, there's different ones, but you got to get the black light, and the black light will show you what color it is. And if there's somebody in your house doing it, you can find them. I saw, I I saw, I saw those photos of you that were very clearly. It was like a a yellow green glow. It was on you. It was on your arms, yeah. on your hands? On my arms, my hands, yeah. my, on my entire body, my feet, my nails. And it's, you can't get it off. You can't wash it off. And right. I don't know what to use to get it off. I would try alcohol. I tried everything, vinegar, alcohol. Yeah. You know, somebody told me to get turpentine because it is paint. Yeah. Huh. So i got to try to get me some turpentine and... And borax, and borax doesn't help. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I didn't try the borax. Borax is good for your clothes. You can try nail polish remover also for certain polymers. That's a good idea. Uh huh. I know That's that works on some of them. Yeah. Huh. That's acetone actually. It's a different. It's for different polymers. Well, how do I get out of the inside of my body? It's all in uh, Yeah, I don't know. Oh you got to start with the outside, you know, yeah. all the things yeah, that that's you touch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's just Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like the, right now the room is all smoky, and I got I had an asthma attack. I had to get on my machine, so I'm hoping that they're not doing it now. <clears throat> And where do you get a black light from? Just order it, go online and type it in. I guess one of the TIs sent me one. You can go on Amazon. They're about five dollars. If you if you look for a light to find um, animal excretions, yes, for one of a better term, um, you can find one. It'll be about five bucks, and it's no big deal. And then they'll send it to you, and you. And you make your room all dark. Wait till mm-hmm. it's night, or that's right. That's dark. right. That's yep. right. Absolutely. And you can see it in the light. I, I found it all over my light switches. All so over can, my. So it can be recorded on the phone, and it will be. And, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And believe me, yeah, people are try to convince yeah. you 
that the black light is not. You know, anybody that does that, they're perk. Ignore them. Black lights do show it. Yeah, mm-hmm. black lights do show this stuff. I, that's I, when you when you put those pictures on online, Elvira. I think you had a, a light, black light shining on you, right? That's right. That's why it was glowing, right? Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how could these people not see that? That's real obvious. You know. No, you can't see it unless you have a black light. This is true. But these people that came to talk to you, you showed them they didn't see it. They saw it. They were perched. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that said they can't see it, it's a perk right there. You get the hell away from them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And perps will try to make you think they're really nice guys. They're not. Yeah. They'll be charming. No, they're not. They're not nice. No. They'll convince you that, it, that, that they'll try. They can't convince me. Yeah. Like I, I say, I got myself a reputable people, good people. And they know what they were talking about, and when I found it, that's how I found it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anybody that say, oh, everywhere she goes, she says she's being afraid. That's a perk. <laughs> Tell me one T.I. that moves somewhere, and they're targeting something. Well, you're so right, though. When they start making fun of you, Walk the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what you're talking Bad. about, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They will turn into perps. If they're, if they're making fun of you, they, they're probably perps. And you see, I think Elvira. Other two guys, they'll, they'll, they'll tap, tap them up, make them feel like, oh, what you're doing is good. You know, make them feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. Wow. They got to wake up and smell the tea leaves, and it's the only way that's going to happen. When you feel, don't accuse somebody of something unless you know that that's what they're doing. Now, just get away from uh, them. Yeah, and uh, so it makes your body it, it, it makes your body burn. I know that's right. You feel like you're on fire. Yeah, it makes your body burn internally. And you get ice, ice or heat, heat on heat or ice. works. Yeah, but what they do sometimes is they'll get a polymer on you that has no feeling at all, but then they'll burn it in with a frequency, and that's what burns. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But in order to know whether you're getting it by frequency or by somebody just spraying, buying something out of the grocery store or the store or whatever, that's the way you know. Now, how to do the frequency, I don't know. Maybe the black light will help with that, too. I'm not sure. No, you you can, the frequency is all about the energy weapons, and that's a whole other set of shielding and yeah. power measures. But in, in any case, if you have a burn because of, of the energy weapons, you can still use ice to block it and also to cool it. Well, I my whole body burn. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really work on my hands. Because they know I oh, use yeah? my hands for art and things like that. So. Oh, okay, Oh, I'd like yeah. to get some of that art. <laughs> I love art. Um, so what you might do is check your hands for the polymers first. 
with the black oh, light, yeah. and, or you can use that. Try to, what? try to get it off. Check. Try to get it off, and then a, see if they stop burning your hand. That's another thing. Polymer. You, polymer. You. you said polymer. Yeah. Polymer. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to say before I forget. The person that's spraying it, it gets on them worse than it do you because they're spraying it. Oh. So it, it'll be all in their hands, all over them, too. They don't realize when they're spraying you, they're getting it, too. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Because the air, it goes through doors, through windows, and nothing unstoppable. How do you spell polymer? P-O-L-Y-M-E-R. Excuse me. When they were doing it to me when I was in the hotel, Darlene mm-hmm. Miles told me to take some towels and wet them and just put them around the door, all around the door, bottom to top. That's what I did, and that did that, that help, too. I'm, they're using something that feels like Teflon. It might be a polymer, but they're using it on my forehead and in my brain. It actually feels like they're okay. using it in my brain. What is it? Well, you better get a black light, honey. Can you hear me? Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, we can hear you. I said... They're using something on my forehead and on my head that feels like Teflon, but it feels like it's going in my brain. I mean, literally, it feels like some gummy substance that's in my brain. And they, they're that sounds like Johnson and Johnson. On my frontal lobe, and it's like my frontal lobe doesn't feel normal at all since they did that. I don't know how they're getting it in my brain. But whatever it is, uh, it's like I can't, I can get it off my skin, but it, it just feels like it's in my brain. And they've used these gummy substances in my body for a long time now to, to give me poison. They Somehow they, they transfer poison into me. I, I'm so sick. I, to be honest with you, I have never seen somebody physically as sick as I am, even in the hospital, and I've spent a lot of time in hospitals, whatever poison they're putting in my body has made me so sick that, I I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. My body shape and everything just looks like I am just radically poisoned, and my face looks like I'm radically poisoned. And Again, um, get a black light, honey. I'm I'm gonna try a, a black light. I'm um what they're they're putting it in through my TMJ, also directly into my nervous system. Oh yeah. And I mean I am I am so sick from this poison that I, I mean I feel like I just walk by anybody and they people are moving away from me just having me walk by them this whatever this sickness is and. Um, I'm really in in some kind of situation too, where I'm you know I'm caught I'm caught by some kind of evil force, and I I don't like I don't say that lightly, but wherever these perps are, they are they are determined to remove God from me, and are damaging me in some horrible horrible way. And well, what what's happening is all day long I'm Just I'm in body cameras too. This is body camera. Mm. Yeah, I just I just got a camera actually. And, body um, camera. 
I got a camera to have in my car that I can have on all the time that you put on the dash. And, oh yeah, but you need you need some body cameras too, front and back body cameras like the police have. Okay, okay, I haven't thought about that. I'll, I'll consider that. I'm in some some situation where. I mean, I'm in some virtual reality, and, and they've got my brain and body in the virtual reality, and they're somehow increasing, increasing um, what the input is from virtual reality. So I'm I'm a preacher. I'm not a human being. I don't look like Linda in the in the virtual reality, but I have all the traits of whatever they give me in virtual reality. My brain converts into me having it also, and so I look different. And um and I'm sick and I'm I'm a I'm a, like a criminal person and a heinous person in this in this virtual reality and then all day long I'm 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 put in these situations where if where I'm like either with one of the perps that's raping me all day or I'm put into a different virtual reality where I'm being beaten up and electrocuted all day so all day long. I have this choice between either being raped all day or raped with this one perp or being electrocuted and beaten uh, with this other perp. And I, my choice is which which one of them. Then they don't turn it off. It's going on like 20 hours a day. It's been going on for a long, long time now. And so I'm I'm really, really getting damaged. I mean, they're, they talk about trying to go after our souls. And I know Brian, too, said we're fighting for our souls. Well, I'm fighting for my soul because I'm in a situation where the violence and the cruelty is so over the top. And I'm in so much agony. I mean, I'm in agony all day long. I'm not allowed to sleep. I mean, the most I get three hours of sleep. But I don't sleep. They, they knock me out. I don't ever sleep, really, or I don't get any sleep lately. They don't even let me sleep for three hours. But I'm, I'm either being raped or beaten, and I'm electrocuted. And it's, it's I mean, it's, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm getting really damaged. I'm looking really horrible, and I don't know how to get out of it. And they have control of my brain, so it's like I can't choose the way I would normally choose. I can't choose to think about God, or I can't choose anything with my brain to focus on. They've taken over some part of my brain of where I can focus my mind, and um, so which is which is horrible. And even what I think about, they have control of that. I feel like I'm not hooked up to my brain anymore, and um, I feel like I'm hooked up to a computer. Like the way my brain should function, it's not functioning. Um. So. I'm I'm not uh, Linda, sure um, I'm not sure Linda, what to do. Yeah. And is, do they um hook your brain up this way um as a form? Are they trafficking you this way, like in a computer game? They they have they they have my 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 nervous system connected into a virtual reality. And so I'm actually like a character in the virtual reality, and everything around me is also virtual reality. And I know, like, if you're heterodyned, your your main clone guy has you in a virtual reality, whether you know it or not. And there's things floating around you, whatever. But in my case, I'm a character. They they hooked my brain up to convert the the software program into my reality. So they have me a creature, not a human being. And I and as a creature, I don't have all the abilities that a human being has. So like I, I a can't creature, do a like, how do you, like a creature, like what, like Dracula, Frankenstein. Like how do they make you look? What do you mean by a creature? I, I look, I I look like I'm um like I'm a lizard, like I'm a big tall lizard, like a reptilian lizard. 
they have me looking like I'm a lizard and um, and not a human being. I have webbed hands and webbed feet. I don't wear clothes. I have long, stringy hair. I, my eyes are, are weird. My face is weird. And um, part of the reason that they've chosen that is to make sure that I can't use any kind of spiritual ability. I can't pray because this creature doesn't have the ability to pray. Like they gave the creature all these qualities and all this creature can do is beg all day and scream all day and be um, raped all day or beaten. That's like, that's what this creature's life is. And that's all. And they're trying to say that they're trying to train me to forget. I mean, they took my memory away. I don't have my long-term memory anymore. So I I can't remember. What kind of a healthy? You know, Linda had told me to get some CBD oil for the pain, so I got some yeah. CBD oil. So I, I just got that yesterday, you? Linda. Yeah, it, it does help. So I'm, I'm yeah. using some of that, so that's helping. And um, with the, with the pain, but they're doing something where they're trying to convince me that I'm not a human being anymore, and the conditioning me like I'm an animal, and. Uh, it's really bad. I mean, it's. I can't tell you how bad it is you to be treated like you're oil. not. A, supplement oil and, and aloe. Try that too. What was that? Supplement oil. I mean, supplement oil. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, in fact, I got some peppermint oil and some eucalyptus oil, and I'm trying to get, use that. Get some aloe, aloe as well. Try that too. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying Please to do something with some oil. Linda, you know that the CBD oil is for ingestion, not to be put on your body, but for ingestion yeah. to take. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, went, I went through it with the guy because I never used it. And, um, yeah. no, so I went to a small health food store, and they had it, yeah. and he explained it to me and everything. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm being destroyed, and um and they say they rape you electronically, remotely. They they do it they do it electronically, but in the virtual reality, I'm raped in visual, so I get raped visually, and so I get. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, what do you mean, like physically, the real thing, or still in the in the game? Well, sometimes sometimes I'm abducted physically and I'm raped physically. Sometimes they do abduct me and gang rape me. So I have been gang raped by the group a number of times. Other times they just they rape me for several hours electronically, but I'm in a virtual reality. So in my mind, I can I see who's raping me, and I'm, it's like they're raping me as if I was part of a movie on TV, but I'm a character in the movie. So it's not just electronic. It feels very it's like I'm actually experiencing it in 3D. When you say and, the group, are they, is it a cult? That's, uh, uh, it's, it's yeah, it's some, some kind of dark occult or some kind of weird black magic group because when they've abducted me, they'll, they'll draw pictures on my body when they rape me and things. It's really bad. I mean, it's a really, really sick, sick situation where they where they want my body to be as heinous and sick as possible. So they paint pictures on my body and and um, kick me around. I mean, it's it's bad. It's it's bad. The situation is bad. And the the problem is is that technology can allow them to do that. And they've gone they've gone through my memory and just. I mean, I don't have my long 